you know, and somehow like this generation comes out of this circular thing, this this alternate thing, the transcendent is born out of this. This would be, you know, this would be the dialectic. This would be the oh, thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder: It's it's nine it's nine twenty for me. That's our song. Thank you, Stephen. Synecdoche, New York, two thousand and eight. Tough year for the markets. New York, New York, New York. It's crazy. Tough year for markets. Great year for movies. Was Uh, it? No Country for Old Men and Sicario both. Two thousand eight, I believe. Dang, Sicario 08 is crazy. I would have that thought is crazy. it was like 14. I, yeah. I think it, no, yeah, it's, it's ahead of the curve. It's crazy that we're as far from the year 2000 as we are from uh, Cleopatra. Oh, I totally lied. Sicario <laughs> is 2015. Yeah. Oh, there I was go. pretty close there, on I, th- I think there was something else that came out. What the in the fuck? Were, are you just thinking that because No Country and Sicario are like the same? Well, that's like, yeah, that's hold on. Is this podcast no, that is, actually that about is, neo-Western that is, structure? That is exactly why I thought that. Yeah, um, but I I'm trying to I there was something else good that came out right next to No Country and I don't remember what it was. What we need to think about is the way that the the location of the Western has become displaced with time, and how No Country for Old Men actually <laughs> was it killing them softly or something? I killing them softly. Ooh, that 08. one's about 08. Yeah, <clears throat> or takes place during 08. What do we think you, about? You know what else took place during 08? What? Lots of suicides, banker suicides, tons. Love them. Lots of people killed themselves in 2008. If is that good or bad? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Steven, if you're trying, to fight, if you're trying to fight the power, you're trying to fight the power. They were. No, I said if you're trying to fight the power. Uh huh. Then that's a dub. You might you might want to think about it. I for me, know. that's an L. Probably, yeah. It's probably an L for the world. I disavow Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. You guys right, have a crush. York, huh? I avow the actions of the people who brought Harvey Weinstein to justice. <laughs> so famous. <laughs> so famous. Yeah. So true. All right. So, in New York, it needs to be said that I have a tumultuous relationship with this film. And it was hard. It's hard. You know, I watched it in high school, fell in love, baby's first love. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Da, da, da. So I didn't watch it for a long time, and then I rewatched it uh, for the pod. How, how oh, had ago, you? How long ago was the last time yeah. you watched it? Like, what? I think I must have been obsessed with it like senior year of high school. And you hadn't oh, watched it since. That, yeah, and at that time, wow. I must have seen it like fifty times. Yeah, so honestly, know. it kind of made it really hard to watch even this time because the whole time I'm just noticing everything um, because I'm so like run yeah. through on it. You know, I. I I kind of know everything about this film. Yeah. No, I can see why that would be a pain. I remember no, I told ultimately, I, sorry. I told someone uh they said they watched they've seen it like 3 times. I said I said, "Well, that's just too many times." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Of course you want to watch it like once, twice. Yes. Okay, let's I don't know how many times we want to watch a movie, but I know that's not a that's not necessarily <laughs> Troy's opinion, but Wait, is that I'm a not, real take? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Re- it's a kind of a real take with Synecdoche, only in the sense of what you're describing right now is that yeah. once you've seen something a bajillion times, you've like kind of killed that thing incontrovertibly. I have a question. No, if, if it's good, it holds up. So does that nah. make me the only first timer here? Yes. Am I the yeah. Am I the only one I who talked about Synecdoche cherry? I guess. I guess yeah. that's true. But I'd only seen it like you know two weeks ago or whatever. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Wait, that was the first time you had seen it. Yeah. But Stephen, Stephen and I are, are the freshest. We weren't yeah. corrupted by youth watching it for nope. the first time. And not by 4chan. This Zero. Movie. Zero. Movie. Sorry. This movie oh. fucked me up in 2018. 18? So you were uh, in college? I was 37. You were. <laughs> <laughs> you were a young lad. A young lad. Freshman in college, 37. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But you. You didn't like it the first time you watched it. No. But this time you loved it. I was in I was in a really bad headspace when I w- watched this for the first time. It was like the worst couple months of my life. Oh wait. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'll just I'll put this I'll put this flick on because a lot of people online rant and rave about it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like it was like kicking someone while they're down. <laughs> and I, I just had a terrible time watching it. And, um, yeah, and I just hated it. Well, I had a terrible time watching it, too, slash, slash positive, slash good edition, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like, well, especially the first half. The first half fucked me up, dude. I was not having a good time. I did something very sacrilegious. Troy's going to kill me. Troy's going to say, we have to stop the pod right now because... Stop the pod. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> because I, like... Part way through the movie, I was only like 30, 40 minutes in. I had to pause it and like stand up, right? And I and I and I and then and then and then I you can't do that. And then ironically, I went and I started cleaning my room because I was so anxious, right? Uh, After watching this movie, and then I and I came to resume. And then here he is cleaning his house with a toothbrush. Yeah, so I say you went. Yeah, and and then so this 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 really got me got me all juiced up. This was really a literal me moment, you know. Never before have you could anybody ever feel as connected with the film as as I could have been. (laughs) Imagine imagine you're sitting in this in the theaters. You feel anxious, right? You can't stand up. It's the movie's going. You got to keep going. Only at my house can I stand up, (laughs) clean my room, pause it. See literally yeah, me, little, literally me right there. Ten Brody, minutes ago, Brody is clearly Hold unaware on. that at the premiere at Cannes Film Festival, everyone <laughs> made the pro- the projectionist stop it so they could clean the theater. Yeah, yes, and they <laughs> gave everyone a toothbrush to help out. <laughs> yeah, complimentary to Charlie Kaufman was standing there with a yeah. bowl of toothbrushes, <laughs> and you're like, trust me, you're gonna need yeah. it. In the cup holder, there's just this toothbrush, and you're like, what the fuck? Is this? Yeah. You know, what the fuck? And all and then all the people playing them too also had to grab a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. Unironic triumph of Troy's attitude because, you know, there's nothing wrong with what you did. Maybe you paused a little too long, but you. With the real story here is you couldn't have done this if you were seeing it with someone else, and you probably wouldn't even have been compelled to do it. And Wait, everyone should know, lists watching a movie with someone else is pure evil and against God. So we're not going to address that, but we're going to agree that Brody's experience was unique and important. Uh, yes, that <laughs> is exactly what I'd hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Good. We're gonna we're gonna move past that one. But anyway, so, so this yeah. was my second viewing, and this time around, um, I enjoyed it a lot more, and it made me realize <laughs> some things about myself. 
Really? Like, yeah. whoa, what'd you learn? Well, I learned that that I have been Caden in my, you know, at certain points, just... you know. Oh, in what way? Just the fucking, just that sort of uh, angst and um, sort of OCD self-obsession, especially like the first 40 minutes where like he's just sort of ping-balling around all of the different doctors and specialists and he's like obviously so fucking anxious but he can't express it to anyone i felt i felt that way before um i don't know do you think do you think he's uh i mean he's just it's very hard for him to communicate with people and uh he's just like wrapped up in all these different i don't know if you'd call them delusions but it's just crazy i mean yeah, I mean, I feel like it depends on how you see. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's like the same thing as like when you're watching a David Lynch movie where it's like to agonize over whether what you're seeing is like a projection of the character or whether it's like actually happening, quote unquote, like doesn't um, matter, you know. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, his I feel like his ailments and in, in at least in the way that they they plague him as a reminder that he's going to die. Like, that's definitely, that's real, you know? Like, that's, like, I don't know. That's definitely, that's definitely actually happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's literally destined to die. <clears throat> right. Just like all of us. Whoa. Yeah. Shout out to Hoffman. And genuinely, Dude, for real. you know, like, of course, the, the, the fact, you know, to bring up Lynch or something, it's kind of interesting, this, this whole, like, the idea of uh, the projection of the interior state. Is that what's going on? Am I witnessing you know, like uh, Jacob said, a delusion, or is this like, is he actually sick? I mean, ultimately, you know, he is sick. I mean, he does die from, you know, a neurodegenerative illness of some kind or something or other. He gets pretty old. He gets pretty old. True. But... He wasted a lot know, of time being worried. Yeah. So... Do not go to the but, doctor. <laughs> but in a way, it's like, is that what killed him, you know? Eh, well, who knows? But yeah, I mean, definitely to dust to dust, right? For sure, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> On the anxiety um, note, shout out to Hoffman, great performance. And as it's not even cringe, I won't, I won't be like that. That's cringe, but an incredible portrayal of anxiety without actually talking about it. Really, true. Like, yes. you yeah. know, you know, Reddit slash everyone goes nuts when a show or a movie has a panic attack in it, and it's like pretty much always cringe. Ted Lasso, but I can't uh, breathe, his... Karen. I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm sick. Don't you see? I'm sick. I'm sick. His unspoken I'm anxiety sick. in the movie is very, very well done. His face yes. looks like it's gonna fucking explode yes. like yeah. all the time. Dude, it's so he, awesome. He actually he, does such a great yeah, job. He really, He's so good. I like, rip. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like it, every just he's so. <laughs> He makes you so uncomfortable. Anytime he like starts like convulsing or like you can see something's like wrong. Like I feel like the the part that's like the worst, like hardest to watch, like in that respect of just this kind of like thing where you're watching somebody do something that's just so uncomfortable. It's like when he's when his leg starts shaking, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's like and that's when he like goes and talks to Hazel and it's mm -hmm. like literally like the like they've been separated for whatever, you know, and then and then she tells him she has a kid or and on like this guy. And then that's when he like goes to kill himself. And it's like, it, it really was, I feel like that was so well set up with the, with the, the, 
like leg shaking being so um i don't know so uncomfortable and making that scene so much worse that when he does kill himself it's like uh <laughs> you almost like understand it you're like yeah, that, yeah. That You're talking sense. about when he attempts it, right? Yeah, when he yeah when he attempts it, not when. But he didn't jump. He didn't saving. jump. Right. He, <laughs> did, he didn't jump. What are you are you making a joke? I don't understand. No, I'm making yeah. a reference to a when reference. Sammy does jump. Yeah. Caden yells, "I didn't jump! I didn't, I didn't jump, jump yeah. Sammy! That's not yeah. right, Sammy!" Speaking of Caden, <laughs> you know what's the take on his last name being? Uh, you know, Guitard. Whoa, hold on. You might need to bleep that out. You mean like Godard? You mean like... Does it... I, I was going to look up the etymology of that. Does it translate from some like... Does it mean like gutless or something? Gutless. Well, there's Catard syndrome, which is walking corpse syndrome. It's mm-hmm. a rare mental disorder in which the affected mm-hmm. person holds a delusion that they are dead. I like how you knew you. that. I like how you knew that, and you like just like held it yeah. back. Like you yeah, like, I you didn't. I didn't know that. That, is not, <laughs> that didn't register to, to me at all. Look like a fool. No, now, now that now that Troy looked that up and told me, yeah, I, I mean, I remember looking that up like five days ago or something. I remember looking it up like five seconds after I finished the movie. But my real point was <laughs> Elsmore's was was my the original Elsmore. What Elsmore's? What about a delicate art or something more like that? What about a delicate art? Oh, I like that. Very small. Adele, very nimble. Adele, Is it an anagram Adele. for anything? Adele Codard. Codard. Oh, I, I, never, um, I did not think of that. That's, Adele that's actually, that's actually Well, that's the bad. whole thing. So she the movie, obviously, Codard. the movie is called, is named Synecdoche, right? Yes. yes. And throughout the film, there's all these moments where Caden hears someone say one thing that sounds exactly like something else. Yeah, and then there's the sequence with his daughter where he's like, "Oh, psychosis and psychosis, one spell with a ps." Bing, bow, you know. Um, so I don't know. Can we unpack that a little bit? Is there something going on here with um, you know, like reality and and theater? Something synecdoche, you know, New York. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think maybe people, now listen, someone, 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 tell us what synecdoche means. Synecdoche. Sorry, I think you got when, it. Oh, yeah, John, I think, I think you, you got it. I, I mean, figure, I, if I can... Yeah, never mind. Troy got it. It's a figure of speech in which a part is made to represent the whole or vice versa. For example, referring to a car as, oh, I just got a, new, got a new set of wheels. Yeah. Yes. Which is kind of interesting because I feel like the... Um, I feel like it's in reference to not because i when i actually first watched this movie like a long time ago i thought synecdoche meant like contained within the part is the whole in some kind of more um like i rather than it being more referential where it's like the the new set of wheels it's like you know linguistically it's it contains the whole but only through like reference to the to the word car or something like that but the but um, which I feel like with theater, theater as being like, you know, the, the part of the um, referring to the whole um, is kind of interesting because it's like it's not so much like saying like, you know, this one person contains everything or something like that. But it's more so like this one person like refers to everyone, which like suggests like a universality about their single experience or something like that. Right. 
Yeah, sounds totally fair. And it goes along with the kind of like idea of oh, all these people, each individually living the life, but together form this grand play. And I wasn't sure if when characters espouse that idea, if it was meant to be trite or not. Mm. I think I think there's moments when like the um like so so I I I watched this movie on Sunday and I um today is now Thursday and so I skimmed I skimmed through the movie and like uh right before recording and like that was one the one of the scenes that I kind of stopped at and watched was when he first gets the MacArthur grant and he um he sits down with like the cast or whatever and starts like explaining what he wants to do um and then he has claire like the person he ends up marrying whatever like he's like uh kind of god i love her yeah she's yeah so good dude there's so there's there's too many good things but the uh god yeah she yeah she she's she's like (laughs) yeah claire claire being her being her uh uh his um like this woman who's like in all of his plays and stuff um She's like, as he's saying what he's saying about um, what you're saying. Death. But yeah, he's saying like death or whatever. And he's like, yeah. he's like barely getting it out of his mouth. You know, he's like shaking like as he's like saying it. And she's just like, brilliant. Like, it's incredible. It's beautiful. And it's like, obviously. She says it's everything. Yeah. And it, it's like, obviously, like trivializing his point by it's like clear that she doesn't like she's not actually engaging with it it's like still within the frame of like theater or something not like um where yeah yeah and so and i think so i think so i think that there's there's lots of moments like that where like he says this thing something kind of you know talking about the the something that is like when said like obviously is trite in some way but when he's saying it it's like the most sincere someone can express something like that and it being, you know, a true thing, you know, and it like mattering and then somebody reacting to it, like immediately bringing it inside some kind of other social context that isn't him like literally dying, you know, and then it (laughs) like becoming obviously trite, you know, like does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There are multiple cases of it. Although I just want to quickly note that I actually think that well, I think you said it best. He is extremely sincere, but I think that the film thinks that his idea is still trite. No, I wanted to just no, talk I real think, fast. No, I yeah, I don't think that and at all. Break up this conversation. Wait, uh, let's uh, let's go, Stephen, and then Jacob. Thank you. I, uh, John, you have a lot of talk. I think that I think, <laughs> well, John has been ejected from the, the podcast. He's you. You've we've placed so a gag good. order. Gag order. I think that the ending is so powerful and non-pessimistic that any point that anything that could be said that the film, you know, Troy said that the the film. Uh is trying to claim that it's tripe, but he is saying it with, but you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Cotard is saying it with earnesty, but that the film is trying to posit his earnesty as trite. I think that's all, uh, disintegrated in how powerful, earnest and sincere, even the trite, uh, um, point that the film 
carries at the end you know when he's sitting down and he just wants you know he's like even he says i you know uh he's wandering through the the play or whatever you know and it's all gone through like this apocalyptic breakdown he's on his he's near death it's super beautiful so powerful he's uh sitting down and he puts his you know head on on the woman's shoulder and he wants to take a second and it fades to white in an almost heavenly sense i think this is not an ironic joke at all this is literally the transcendent this is not pessimistic either this is yeah and the film knows that and it wants to posit everything as having been transcendent can and i respond to it oh go ahead i, I don't know jacob you just brody can't but already, jacob but jacob okay but brody needs to reestablish uh, uh, jacob can't just fuck this up well well, no. Just so hold I, your idea in your head like a normal. Well, does, does <laughs> Jacob, is the thing that you want to say relevant to the, the everything? Yes. Okay, then go ahead. It's relevant to the everything. Um, well, <laughs> well <laughs> hold on a second. I was going to tell you it fucking, everyone had derailed my fucking train of thought over here. Derailed. Anyway, so, no, I agree at, at points, like with Claire um, responding to his, like, monologue or whatever it felt like not necessarily making fun of him and his point as like trite and vapid but just like as a um sort of satirization or pointing fun at maybe like people who engage in like critical analysis or something because like she does that a couple times like when they're at the bar she responds to him and like she starts finishing his sentences and being like, well, you know, the first step to knowing is knowing that you don't know. And, like, she's doing all this, like, artsy sort of analysis that maybe is trying to be poked fun at as, like, they're they're kind of circumventing the, like, experience to just kind of shoehorn in some sort of critique or explanation and um, thereby, like, not, like, really engage with the with the emotions or whatever. Right, because like nobody, I mean, in this case, Claire doesn't want to like dwell on like the thought that like death is inevitable, et cetera, et cetera. So she's just kind of like substituting for like, like these sort of uh, surface level analysis points to like I don't know to try to issue the issue. Mm. That was my first thought. That is and actually I, a good point. Yeah, that's also, kind of why she bails from the project, kind of. Yeah. And I agreed that it's kind of like I was getting optimistic vibes as well on the second watch. On the second watch, first watch I was total pessimist. Right. Mm-hmm. Second watch I was feeling feeling the love, especially. Well, there there's I guess what you already described with like the fade to white and everything, and um, that definitely felt optimistic. But then there was also I'd looked up um, once Hazel dies and there's the replacement for her the replacement for her is like a guy or something or maybe a woman it's a guy looking woman it's guy and first i don't i don't know what charlie calvin i didn't know what charlie calvin looked like so i'm like is that him like is the director now sitting in on the scenes and he's being like i thought it was a meta thing (laughs) there's gonna be some like crazy meta thing about like oh the director of the film is now in the scene Filling the spot of Hazel, but it wasn't. It wasn't him. It was some other thing. But anyway, the real point I'm trying to say. He should have done that, that though. This character. God, no. 
This character was in the scene when Ellen was auditioning to be Caden, and she was explaining, uh, like, who he is, and um, then the replacement assistant was just like, well, I wasn't getting that at all. I thought this was, like, I thought this, I was getting optimistic feelings. I thought we were, like, on the upswing. Um, and that might be a sort of rare case of maybe like a direct director voice. This is what, this is my message. And, and I thought that also because I thought it was the director, but it wasn't. Mm. So that mm. theory might as well. That's interesting. Cause I, I usually, I, I felt throughout the film that like, I never felt like the film was, I felt like the world that, that um Caden is inside of um you know belittles him and you know is obviously horrible in this minute this way and that way but that like at any point the film still is taking Caden seriously and like on on Caden's side that doesn't mean that it necessarily like he never says anything that like the film ultimately doesn't um you know like agree with or something like this obviously this is so abstract because it's like what does the film agree with or don't agree with but like but yeah i i, I never felt like I, I i never felt like there was like an insert of someone else saying something that was uh like a director insert you know with like a with like a voice unless i mean i don't know maybe i mean maybe troy knows is thinking of something he's raising 100 is 100 is Opening lines of the film is a radio broadcast wherein a woman reads a very sad poem, something along the lines of, for all those who are alone, you will always be alone. For those who are dying, you will die. For those who are sad, you'll always be sad. Radio, the host of the show says, wow, isn't that brutal? And she says, yes, but it's beautiful, no? I think yeah. pretty well, classic. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I just didn't know. I wanted to say that earlier, I was talking about the connection between synecdoche and these different psychosis psychosis and i misspoke that's i, I was referring to homophones not synecdoches oh. uh, but um whatever could well, but synecdoche is an example of the misunderstanding you're describing with two words um, I, mean, I mean i might have been i might have been accidentally no well the only correct, example of but psychosis is the homophone but throughout the film yeah. there are very word there are words that are tied uh, very close together if yeah can, can we in terms of synecdoche i want to point out uh a few different levels and also think about how this whole thing is uh hegel's concept of the absolute it'd be difficult for me to explain that but but because I, I don't know it well enough but i will try just you know but i uh but at least for the synecdoche thing you know we have the bio system the bio organism as being in a sense synecdoche for uh, the total uh, human person of Caden. Uh, so Caden is not just uh, the conscious human experience of Caden. He's all like the the bio organism is an exemplar of him. So like his scabs are as much him as he is himself because they're in a synecdoche wise and they take on a metonymy for his like actual neuroticism and extreme self reflection at all times and self awareness anxiety etc mm -hmm. so and then of course he's doing his whole like gulping etc so he has all these bio feedback things going on and training stuff that's trying to lead towards uh, th th these are acting towards his consciousness uh, 
So this is synecdoche from his bio to uh, his, his, we'll call it consciousness, even though, of course, I mean unconscious and everything else, whatever. And then we have his consciousness slash the plurality of all people's consciousnesses recognized in the thing with the uh, apartments where it's like, look at all these people being themselves and living their own lives, that these are operating as individual consciousnesses. And though it's a trite thing to observe, it's something you can imagine, you know, uh, a Tumblr post being about. And it's like, just, you know, I go people watching, you know, like vibes where it's like, they just, they sit on the park bench. Though it's trite, it really is true that all these particular consciousnesses are reference or they are, uh, they give rise to the total of consciousness par excellence or something, right? Consciousness itself um, or experience, however you wanted to, whatever word you choose to think about, um, you could call it God, whatever, the absolute, that there, there is somehow, I think, a, an, you know, the film takes on a position where self-consciousness in its death, in its disintegration with Caden, uh, doesn't just dissolve into dust in a terrible sense, like a materialistic sense, like, oh, there's nothing or whatever after you die. Instead, it, it, it does seem to strike a chord with the transcendent when it fades to white, and you feel like it's not just for nothing, it's like consciousness has liberated itself, and it's like Caden gets to die in the sense that there's a movement towards greater consciousness. One image I would connect it to is the image in 2001 Space Odyssey when you have the space baby. Um, or another image that might be better, um, maybe there, nah, we'll just go with that one. But just in general, how, yeah, there's this guy, Peter Teilhard de Chardin in Point Omega, the novel by Don DeLillo. Peter Thiel? Uh, no, Teilhard de Chardin. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a Jesuit priest, I think. Um, but he talked about the, you know, he's the guy who said, we have the geosphere, the biosphere, then the uh, or the lithosphere, the biosphere, then the noosphere, which is you know, bio, bio giving rise to thought itself. You know, thought itself, even though it's not existing in its most obvious material sense, it seems to be this thing. You know, this emergent thing. It still exists. It has a being, right? So it's just this synecdoche moving up along the lines of the bio system to Caden to the many plural conscious agents to consciousness itself mm -hmm. and i think that's the transcendent that's posed posited at the end is the transcendence of self-reflection that honestly can come about in a in a in a, in a in a similar way to neuroticism neuroticism is pivotal just to show that e okay john if you want to well i was, just, I was gonna say that the that i i so in in cadence first when he first gets everyone together um to, to start explaining like the the work that they're going to be doing he's like he says something. Uh, he says something that is almost like word for word what you said somewhere in there about like the. Uh, he says something about like the we're going to express uh, thoughts and you know together we're going to express like thoughts or something and uh, collectively they will become the work and then he says I will start and then he and then he says the thing about. Um, the thing that we're referencing earlier that Claire whatever mm. makes like trite but the but the point being like um yeah i mean that he said uh i mean i think i think the point you're making um yeah it's funny because i think he says it in like a more like it's like nested inside of a much more in, in like historically inside of like him being in this room with these people and trying to express it so there's like obviously it's like the social anxiety so he doesn't he's not like 
Um, and he's like trying to like discover the thought as he's like saying it when he's saying like how they're going to create this theater piece or something. So it like can be made trivial or something in that respect. But the, but the point being like the play itself or something, the work, which never, you know, is never finished, you know, um, which I think is important with regards to what you're saying is like, could be thought of as like this, the same concept. And, and and then also, sorry, one more quick thing, because you said it earlier about the fading to white and not in the as opposed to like this the the you know things crumbling to dust in some kind of uh materialistic sense it was like the the fact that the film the film does not linger after Caden's death you know the film ends as Caden dies you know which which in a sense like it like follows him as opposed to which suggests that there there is a following to be had you know as opposed to he leaves behind you know like the camera stays behind as he goes or something like that mm. um but yeah. i think that's a very interesting take and i don't disagree i actually think it's so unique all right what's up Troy? i should have a, I, i'd like to present a couple observations related to both of your points and i'd like to get like, you know, I want to hear you reincorporate it into your, the frame you're presenting. On the topic of the ending, it actually doesn't fade to white, but rather fades to a sort of off-white gray. And it is the same exact gray that the, fam- that the film fades in off of. Yeah. And notably, Adele comments on Caden's work when they're still together early in the film in a sort of kind of patronizing way saying, the beginning is, or the end is built into the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And referencing the cyclical nature of the work Caden does. Mm-hmm. Also referenced by his production of Death of a Salesman with Young Actors. Right. And the clock. Right. Says 744 uh, at the beginning. The first, the opening shot is 744 and he dies one minute later. It's like... Oh, he does, yeah. Well, throughout that end. first scene of him just in the home doing breakfast and getting the girl out the door... I think yeah. like six months pass. Um, I don't know if it, th- th- all the noise and the radio and the newspaper he's reading, it starts like in spring. And then throughout that whole scene, you're getting different dates about what today is. And it's like, happy mm. Halloween. Oh, it's winter and blah, 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 blah. And he opens a newspaper and it's like the next year and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to quickly also say, I think related and also... I, I think I'm not totally I, I think it's actually totally along the lines of the same point you're making here about the synecdoche of like the sort of like bio to thought and thought to transcend it or something but to go way back to earlier about my trite commentary I think um Caden's verbalization of the idea or Caden's or manifestation of not manifestation Caden's verbalization of the idea is trite to the idea in the same way that uh, uh, or the, the relationship there is the same as the relationship to uh, like the transcendent phenomenon yeah. that the film seeks to produce mm. in the film yeah. itself. Right. And Kaufman clearly aligns himself with Caden in a way that is a sort of neurotic self-awareness mm-hmm. and yeah. I think throughout the film is constantly presenting objections to the film that you're watching 
yeah uh, but not fruitlessly like a lot of other films do which is actually so fucking cringe i hate when movies present objections to the film in the film unless they really deal with them sufficiently mm-hmm. anyway but i think throughout this film or, it that's, presents or objections. like that's the subject of the film right the subject of the film yes yeah, the subject of the, the film that it's repeating itself yeah like yeah. in like house the jack bill and stuff like that it's just a constant self-discussion of the film you're watching anyway the same way synecdoche constantly is presenting views against itself but i think those manifestations are meant to be a sort of self-aware neuroticism off of Kaufman's end. Yes. And they are literally how consciousness works. You know, consciousness is a reflective thing. So like we have, we, you know, the whole, the whole idea, you know, is that we constantly circulate uh, ideas and things like that and subject them to more and more reflection. You know, there, there's a pre-reflective consciousness or something, but once it's become reflection, the whole point is that consciousness operates on this circular reflection at all times uh like there's no way out of that um mine works differently right. <laughs> no so i think mean, you're totally right so, so i'm like, not even saying no, like you're totally right neurotic. but it mirrors the death anxiety is the same yeah thing. well so like death so like neurotics are like it's they're just doing it more exemplary you know what do you they're, mean you people so so like so neuro, so neurotics are like that like it's it's really clear and that's why caden is meant to be that way but i think consciousness always works like this in people like that's what like a reflective consciousness is the, the word reflective to be like emphasized here like reflective literally has within it like a mirroring and an endlessness to it and so and this it so and it makes sense why you would mention the beginning and the ending being a fade to gray also you know i memed at the very beginning of the podcast you know dust to dust so there is a dust to dust idea going on here but the dust to dust just doesn't serve a purely materialistic thing like oh and then it all ends so you better cherish it while you have it it's i don't like think it's opposite. quite right it's like it's, it's, like it's from rebirth. high up to yeah. down to high up again rather yeah than it's like it's from, it's like things yeah. things get you know things get to transcend in the end you know like and it, and it like is the beginning you know and that's and that you know and somehow like this generation comes out of this circular thing this this alternate thing the transcendent is born out of this this would be you know this would be the dialectic. This would be the oh, thing. No. <laughs> this would be, this well, no, would be, that, this would be the signed. thing coming out of uh, this kind of endless, you know, mediation within itself. You know, the, the the reflective. This would be the absolute. You know, whatever. And even though you weren't referencing directly the cyclical nature of the ending uh, of both it and two thousand one, which is also very much a film about like the mechanisms of progress and like the right. dialectic of technology or whatever yeah but right i mean ending on the superhuman the the space baby right and right. starting on primitive ape mm. <coughs> but there's I, I obviously can't fucking, i can't fucking wait to die but obviously <laughs> but obviously it, it but the important terrified point for is the middle of my it, life but the important point is that it just doesn't just repeat right it's that we as viewers understand that there's a transcendent thing going on here that's beyond just the circularity there's this extra this surplus that is being created and that is what gives this film an affective virtuous quality that's the thing that we that we're hung, you know and i don't I mean, think that's just yeah. an illusion that's well, like something else well, even as i think it's the same go ahead go ahead i was just say even like the viewers experience like you know uh, you do end up in the same place in some respect. You know, you could even like say, like uh, even your life materially is exactly the same, more or less, as it was when you started the film. You know, but like if you find the film meaningful in any respect, it's like you do end up in the quote unquote same place, but like experientially, like you know, 
there's like th- there's value added mm-hmm. um yeah and it's pure thought so true like the, the and- value added is just experience and thought it's some it's in, in as in and all i mean by that is not that it's in your brain and it doesn't exist i mean it literally <laughs> exists differently than the material you know it somehow yeah. has this other thing going on all right yeah and the differentiation between the phenomenon and like the creative manifestation of like an attempt to communicate it is the same thing i'm talking about with like i think caden's verbalization of his thought right like being like yeah you're right. we're all going to die yeah. i'm going to die you're <laughs> gonna die just like this person on the edge of death you are exactly that right like time is who cares you know mm. like this idea is so real so true but it's so trite you know yeah, like his no, manifestation, no, he, his verbalization of it is trite, but the phenomenon well, he's discussing is so well, real. I think, just like the film itself is like a sort of a, a clever, self-obsessed, uh, over-sophisticated, you know, thing. Yeah. You know, but it is still a totally earnest attempt and successfully yes. references the true, real phenomenon. The earnest, I feel like the earnest attempt is the is the biggest point in there, where it's like the difference between like Caden saying that and and say Claire, you know, essentially saying the same thing by agreeing with him and saying it's like it's incredible you know is that like he he is in some ways in contact or you know it may i mean i don't know however you want to call it within he he's in it he's in like a he's in a state wherein that is like real to him the what he's trying to describe you know and what he's trying to give words to is he like knows is very real and that the issue is, and that, and that like, you know, he, and, and, you know, like throughout the play, you know, he's like still directing the play until the end of the movie, you know, where it's like, he's still trying to fix it and trying to express it. You know, it's like, it's kind of essentially what he says in that first meeting with the, with the players is the same thing that he's trying to say throughout the entire thing up until the point that he has literally like a New York inside of a New York inside of a New York or whatever. Um, New York. And, and, um, and that it's like the 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 um yeah the expression is like always imperfect or whatever in like trying think, to yeah but it's the yeah, aspiration I, but he is he is like in contact with it in some way you know like i think i know how to do the podcast now can, <laughs> uh, Troy, 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 i can see what you've just looked up on your screen and it immediately remind i remembered this but i also googled it for proof so you're looking up caden right yeah, we got Caden is uh, the Gaelic form of Adam. Well, Hazel. Yes, but let's just point out ground, comma, earth. Oh, ground, comma, earth. Mm-hmm. It needs to be known. Okay. We need. We have Hazel. All the women wait, in his life. Wait. We have Hazel. We have Claire, a.k.a. Clear. Go ahead, sorry. That ard is an ancient form of the word earth as well, and ground. Kodard, oh, that's Kodard, epic. Kodard. I don't know what co... And there's a syndrome for there's a syndrome for people who think they're dead and etymologically eh, hold hold on mm-hmm. Etymolo- etymologically hold on. etymologically <laughs> it's tied to the earth very mm-hmm. cool earth to earth there is very much a sense of earth earth <laughs> dust to dust that, you know dust to dust you're so right Stephen can I can I suck your dick can I uh, segue into something less interesting yeah yeah. Oh. Okay. can i go get another drink but i'll wait i want to hear right. your thought and then i'm gonna get another drink well i was just there's sort of an elephant in the warehouse or 
There's sort of a um, elephant in the, the stage. giant in the there's place where they used to have plays. There's sort in of the a circus. There's, there's an elephant in Schenectady, New York, that we're not addressing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the angle with all the sort of all the dystopia stuff as the film progresses? Where they exit the warehouse and it's yeah. just like, true. That so is the like thing extreme, that I... like at one point he refers to the population of the earth as being 13 million like right near the end like uh, yeah and hold on hold on let me finish my thought yeah yeah sorry sorry yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry 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 is sorry. is the implication is the implication that his production has become so large that it's sort of engulfed the entire world's eco- economy <laughs> and like everyone is sort of roped into this production or uh What's 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 going on there? I think one, the thirteen million number is a reference to people in his play and not the whole earth. Two, I think you're right, Alice Warren. I think at the especially at the end, uh I think you're, the implication is huh? You're wrong. He literally like the point of the thirteen million thing is that he's talking about imagine the play has no boundaries and everybody in the world is unless you're saying that I'm thinking he's that so he's inside his, his own world that he's like now like referring to the world as in which I thought was I awesome was. all the moments are as a as a quick like aside I thought it was awesome as like the production got so insane that like they're having conversations during like a scene and like you don't know what's supposed to be a part of the you know play dialogue and like what's real Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when him and Claire have that argument, and then they yeah. like it cuts, mm-hmm. and they're having the argument still, but then they're they're in the stage. I, yeah, anyway. I, I was taking it more to mean like him was saying like the whole world, what like he was gonna simulate the whole world basically. But I think you're right, Elsmore, that the play has become such a massive operation that inevitably politics come into play. But I like the way the film essentially dismisses it as unimportant or not worth investigation, mm-hmm. although. Throughout the film, you know, as a as you know, you know who I am. I liked the whole in general government bad take, which didn't. I, that's like I think the least investigated thing on my end, because like even when he's before the play has reached cosmic proportion, when he's out in the real world and like time goes on, you have like these weird like government drone ships flying around. It's kind of spooky. The blimps, and then also like the obvious connections between like all of his medical experiences mirror that of like the trials relationship to government and like they're all like these you know they're all hold on wait for it kafka-esque uh <laughs> like pseudo government institutions and stuff like that so i like government bad yeah well it's just i i liked it as well because it fed into this aside from so you have the, like on the one hand you have the sort of kafka-esque stuff the dystopia the anarcho-tyranny as the play progresses to become like larger and larger. But then on the other end, like I had sort of liked to imagine that the play became like a genuine sort of a, uh, like, uh, like place of safety, you know, that like people were flocking towards and they were like choosing voluntarily to live inside of the play to escape. People begging to be let in. When are they going to let us watch the play? Like, when is it going to be ready? So I can and like, watch so, it. We're dying out here. I think that's literally like somebody says that. Like, right. Yeah. People, well, people are like, people are 
it's like chaos outside. People want to be let in. People want to voluntarily, I don't know, maybe be cast or maybe be a part of this simulacrum, you know? People want people are begging people are banging at the doors of Plato's cave to be let in. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like so true. And it could anyway. Would I'm you? Who would you play? Further. I like that dude, Owen dude. Probably some fucking Jad. Sammy, Sammy, you get to die. Are we gonna Sammy, discuss? Yeah, speaking of Ellen and the fact that right, Katard's physical body dies right. while he's role playing as Ellen. Yeah. Uh, do we want to pause have- while we get? No, Steven, go. Okay. No, oh, go. Steven, yeah. Oh, we lost Steven. Wait, I'm going to also grab Cause, something. Because I have... Okay. Mark the time. time mark to the talk time. About mark the time. Mark the time. Mark the time. Because uh, I... Dude, I've got a... I'm going to take. I've got to take. Gotta take. Dude, I want to golf so bad. Brody. Hold on, I'm marking the time. <laughs> you can't talk to me until I'm done marking the time. Dude, I'm, I'm out of drink. Don't talk to me until I've marked my time. Okay. Yes, Troy. I want you to know that right now... 10 minutes from my house it is possible to play nine holes for five dollars and i've done so every day this week that's awesome respect and you are invited naturally hell yes i just need to it's a hell of it's a hell of a drive to play subpar golf for five bucks and only nine holes i will i will be attending that's crazy dude probably not this you're fucking nuts not this weekend but next weekend someone crazy as you i don't want to golf with (laughs) you're scaring me making me really uncomfortable right now bro you're making me really uncomfortable, and I rescind my invitation. Okay. And oh, yeah, the invitation to help move. Oh, the invitation to help move what? Details will come. Okay. But it's going to be, like, next two weeks. Wait. Okay. And, and the Are invitation we... is not... They're, they're, it's much more of an invitation than a request. Yes. And... What action. is going on? Okay, what were we even talking Everyone about? Everyone just lied to me. You have to play You have to play a sound there, Brody, like a little, a little sound. It can't just cut. Sure. Make it a fart noise. Also, quick, quick, quick note for the editor. What's his name? It ends with like a Y U S H sound. The our our overseas editor. Um, quick note for the editor. If you're listening to this, actually no, we'll talk about it later. It's a little too close to home. What were we even talking about, dude? No, I was oh, gonna Ellen. say Ellen. He's Ellen, like Ellen, 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 Ellen. So Ellen. So okay. So back to this. Back to this. The absolute. Okay. Um, no, but I'm saying, uh, just kidding. I don't know about the absolute, but I mean, I feel like this is whatever. We're we're building. We're we're going. It's going on. So listen. So so, Caden, uh, he has um, the you know as we get closer and closer to kind of this like idea of like universality. I feel like the the fact that like he um, becomes Ellen and Ellen becomes him uh, suggests a certain. Um, and that you believe it, you know, when you're watching, like you, you like, you I believe cried. it is, dude, it's insane. But the, but the fact that you believe it suggests like the fact that he can become like her and she can become him, uh, alludes to, and, you know, convinces you of like the universality, like, you know, because they're literally like, like could not be more different, you know, um, in, in like many kind of like trivial senses or and also i mean like real like whatever materialistic senses but they they're they're um switching and and him dying while in the state of being her uh and like him putting his head on the shoulder of his mom who are like ellen's mom 
except as the person who's like playing his mom. I don't know, but yeah, I feel like it all it <laughs> all dream. he gets it cool. all yeah yeah it all. I mean, it convinces you of this universality of like experience or something by doing this by having this like fungibility between the two. Absolutely true. Love that, but also so don't disagree at all. But also, there's all this like gay stuff going on literally yeah like they, yeah. he keeps getting called That's gay he, he's confused for a woman multiple times throughout the film yeah what does that mean does anyone want to he wants to be pretty i don't know he, what it means he, he always knew that he was ellen right so <laughs> this is a transgender the tq well then and then also Ooh. uh wait this is made by the this was made by the Wachowski Wachowskis. Twins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can we talk about Matrix Resurrections? Because I feel like it's tied very closely to this movie in a lot of ways. Which one's Re- Resurrections? You guys are a new one, right? to talk about. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen it. Wait, hold on, hold I've on. Seen are we actually not? Keanu Reeves. If you guys notice, Keanu Reeves. Stephen was actually in a Listen, Caden. Caden right <laughs> is obviously gay. You think? Yeah. He could. No. Be. I don't think. It's, I, I don't think he's well, obviously. He literally I think he lives in a closet. I, he lives inside oh, of a so closet. True. Lives in a closet, and then he becomes insanely... a woman. Yeah, it's actually true. He is. It is like the the yeah, as he like becomes. I mean, yeah, yeah. He does. He does become. He does become Ellen in the end. But I don't. But know, then, I don't know if you like. I don't know if you look at him like when he's like dying, like as Ellen. You know, like I don't know if. Like, no, I'm one hundred percent thinking it's him. He's more him than yeah. Like. He is Ellen or something. It's like you, you're kind of like, it's kind of like he. I, I don't, I don't, I don't actually think that there. I don't know how much. I mean, I think I, maybe there is some like interesting commentary or like insight to be made around like it having something to do. I mean, it does kind of nicely tie into the whole like homosexuality thing in some way. But I don't, I don't actually know. It, like, it feels. I feel like I feel like if it really was making that point, it would feel and look different in some way because i don't i don't like really so even though that comes to mind i don't really feel it you know i don't know steven's gonna say something what if let me try and place this correctly you're best this white man in this oh god no what if um so ellen never we never see ellen the real ellen right they're like no, Ellen. Right. Ellen is no. just a a person who the, is expected yeah. to show up at yes. to clean what? to clean the home. The first oh yeah, Ellen, yeah. oh yeah. We just Ellen. see a painting of who we think might be Ellen. Um. Yeah, and it's we- and it's weirdly similar to yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. But we yes. never see Ellen. True. Um, we only see a representation but, of Ellen. Right, and what in he, every res- in every respect, everyone involved. Yeah, including the painting. Yeah, and we don't even Great know the painting point. is her. He Wait might a just be hold on, hold on. Then who's the who's the cleaning lady who plays him? That's Ellen. That's no, she's, no, no, she's no. an actress who who tries who uh, has an audition to play Ellen, right? And then she becomes him. Okay, but so, right. so, so what right. we do right. know the right. painting. We do yeah. know the painting is of Ellen. But like OG OG materialistic Ellen is not the, is not somebody the, the, who, the I body. Part of the, the joke was that he was auditioning Ellen to play Ellen, and like it was like a. It was like a the joke was is that she was literally Ellen, yet she was being made to audition to play herself, and he had to like convince him. Oh no, she's an actress. Okay. All right, yes, clarified. Let's move on. Stephen, go. Um, fuck. Holy shit. The body. 
the body never of Ellen. We never see Ellen. We never bo- see the Ellen. body of Ellen. And no, the That's uh, a movie title. The no the uh, <laughs> the whole idea just all I'm trying to say is something like um. Uh, also, uh, what's her responsibility? It's to caretake the house. It's clean. to be, it's to clean, right? She's like and a maid. She's it, help. It, right, and and you know, Codard's, uh, <coughs> his cleaning compulsions are in many ways, uh, exemplars. I keep using that word. They're 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 things that seem to mean. Um, Did you mean Templar? <laughs> Knights Templar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that seem to mean you know in, in my mind they are like the greatest uh i you know just like neuroticism and self-consciousness but made like reduced into more like bodily or something like that so it's like consciousness now going downward into material but we'll we'll just leave it at more more specifically they are uh the cleaning is like a holy shit i'm getting lost as fuck no the cleaning is a conscious act that you do to grapple with i don't know the conditions right the conditions of humanity or something like that conditions of consciousness okay but ellen herself we never see and we see cotard we see caden just adopt the role he does it for her whatever almost like he's taking care of the house taking care of memory taking care of everything almost like a guardian angel does of consciousness itself all i'm trying to say is that what if ellen is in some sense the uh, representation or envoy of this transcendent um consciousness thing because she mm. she is the she you know she she's there for clean you know she's the cleaning lady or something like that but what cleaning has come to mean throughout the film is basically this self-awareness or something like that or self-fixation or neuroticism we'll at least call it neuroticism neurotic impulse to take care of things but mm. of course neurotic the, the neurotic impulse is tied to self-awareness self-consciousness and death anxiety or something like that which are all connected of course to consciousness itself to being hyper conscious when you are conscious of things okay so cleaning is a remedy of it but she we never see her instead people adopt ellen you know they everyone is playing ellen everyone takes on what's up jacob Oh, no. I might not be going anywhere with this. This is kind of already. Okay. This is as far was, as no, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing excited. I, have, I was. I want to push. I was also it. excited. I was just putting punching my ticket, so to speak. Yeah. Oh wait, what the fuck? Did, wait, what do you mean you, punching your ticket? Yeah. Did that? you want to finish your thought? Uh, I want. I, mean, I have I, more questions to bring him further. Hold on. I would. So I'll inject more yeah, information go. to maybe juice this. Okay, a bit. go for it. So after I think the first time he. <laughs> <laughs> is that revving that? a, a yeah, chainsaw? Yeah, so, so I was doing like a chainsaw, like yeah, like, like starting the. You're gonna juice right. it. You're gonna, let's sorry. Fucking, right. Let's juice this up. So the first time he goes over to um, that fucking bitch, his ex-wife's fucking apartment. Fucking bitch. What's her name again? <laughs> fucking uh, Adele. 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 No, you do mean Adele? Okay, yeah, you mean Adele. Yeah. Yes. Adele's- the first time he goes over there to clean. Um, and then he comes back and Claire, Claire's like, where were you? And he's like, I had to, I had to walk. I had to think mm. about something. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, she mentions, she mentions that he smells. And then she yeah. also makes a comment about him sort of smelling like he's menstruating. Like and, menstruating in perfume or, mm, or cleaning supplies. Cleaning supplies. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to tie that into Steven's idea about this sort of, um, 
this Ellen archetype, right? And sort of like uh, that, that, I don't know, grappling, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking more along the lines of like some, yeah, regenerative, motherly, sort of like Mother Earth, Gaia, sort of a womb, I, an idea, you know, where the cleaning is this. Yes. I don't know, purification. Ablution, the, right? The the church, right? Ablution, you know, the religious cleaning or something? Go on. Ablation. Isn't ablation when you fucking blow up like a thing? What's ablation? I think it's called an explosion. That's, that's Dark Knight. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Hold on. I need to make sure I'm not confused. Ablution? ablation? No, ablution is the act of washing oneself. Uh, ablation is a procedure restoring normal heart rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so ablution sorry anyway. i didn't mean to mod <laughs> i because I, I use ablation all the time but i recently got uh mogged and corrected to ablution so now i don't want to be psyoped again into fucking thinking it's ablation Wait, i don't even okay. remember anyway. it is ablution anyways go on <laughs> hold on so this whole so on a surface level you could say that the menstruating thing is tied to him being literally ellen <laughs> but on if you if you sort of drill down into that i think it's kind of lends itself more to what Steven was saying. And now you talk again. I <laughs> love now... the point. I love the point. I think it's absolutely in line with where I'm going. I'm just having a hard... I just feel like there's a suture that needs to be added to to end this, to, to, to fix Troy. this idea, to tie Troy. it up. And maybe Troy's got a needle he can lend me so I can juice up. <laughs> right, part of this will be recap of the idea. Yeah, Hayden, very neurotic. His neuroticisms manifest into the physical world. This is a direction from consciousness entering into the material. His primary drive is to do the opposite, is to create this art or whatever that is ultimately in reference to a phenomenon and stuff like this. And this is more of like uh, generating a material that works its way up into consciousness. At this phase of the film, he is beginning to become progressively more and more impotent. Also, he is, well, maybe not exactly impotent, but, you know. Anyway, as he adopts the role of Ellen, he is transitioning in multiple ways. In one way, from director and generator into character player, into cleaner. And this is also a movement back into, like, consciousness moving back down into material. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to add. <laughs> all right well, so i feel like that's i feel like isn't that that's a is that a decent concising yes or, or yeah somebody? that was that was actually yes so. that, that is i wanted correct. to be tagged back in to okay, gotta take it tagged in to sort of go laterally a little bit yeah with this so the so you know let's get some let's get some stuff out of the way first so what's the what's <laughs> what does he use what does caden use to clean stuff toothbrush, toothbrush. okay that's obviously True. connected to health, neuroticism, etc. And then I wanted to talk about, I didn't wanted to rope into this whole, what we're talking about, um, uh, the scene where Olive is dying yeah. and they're, they have to talk to each other. Oh and, my but God, specifically, specifically her floral tattoos. Mm-hmm. Her edible and, arrangements. Yeah, and how she even... <laughs> So on the on the plane ride, right? Or this is much earlier, but one yes, one of the, the one, one of the plane rides to go to Germany, the therapist is there, yeah. and in yeah. the book it says, "I offered my ripe flower to you, and you rejected it." Yeah. No, 
Is no. it something like that? It says yeah. flesh. It says flesh. Flower. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it says flower, but I... He says flower. I, now I don't know. Troy, well, okay, I don't know. I'm on it. I'm on the... Know. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. I want to hear the line because I think it's connected. Anyway. Keep going. Go on. And I hate... I've grown to like... It's kind of tiring, but you know, his daughter's name is Olive. There's yeah. certainly some symbolism there with right. growth, fertility, something. Yeah. You know, um, I just wanted to retrieve all those to tie them into this, I don't know, this sort of feminine, yeah, feminine creation, yeah. rebirth. Yeah. There, um, there is, you know, I feel like there's something, I feel like you there's something right, going Jacob. on with like, like the, the, his, you know, with his, with Olive being, um, with Olive being, you know, his daughter, like the, um, I feel like the, 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 the feminine in some sense becomes like so inaccessible to him to the point where it's like, you know, his daughter goes and has like a lesbianic relationship with some other woman with his wife involved with the and so like there is there is something about the um like i don't know <laughs> something about the whole like sequence with her dying is like you know it's just um you know as she she's like telling telling him about the the kind of pedophilic relationship with yeah uh, other woman and god stuff. damn that was so who the fuck is maria it again makes, it's not that's, the, that's friend, the friend it's it 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 the friend it's the friend from the beginning that she likes oh my god it's so it's so insanely evil what makes it makes i love how he calls her he's like she is an evil woman and it's you like do, you oh, have no yeah. idea how evil she is yeah yeah i like how the brief moments of like where caden can assert himself like in germany was like she's a four-year-old yeah even though he's wrong i just like Right. I just like the moments where he's can like right, right. actually stand has a backbone. Well, yeah, he yeah. I feel yeah, but he's yeah, but he's wrong, which I feel like is like important important to what we were talking about earlier about the disconnect between his ability to verbalize what he's tapping into and the actual truth of what's like he's trying to uh, make into a a coherent communication. Yes, Troy, were you gonna say something? I'm just uh, okay. Troy, so true, absolutely true. This is a great lens, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I do also want to say that there is something interesting about how he is constantly behind. Uh, he, I think there's. I, it's difficult for me to think of another instance, but there are a couple to a few moments where he uh, says, you know, her age, and he's wrong, or how long it's been, and how long it's actually been mm-hmm. um, in the warehouse, things like this. He's always behind, and I think there's something interesting about how, um, some like you know, first off, obviously we just in the trite sense, you know, like it's not even trite. I mean, whatever, you know, we live in the present, but we're always operating on things that are in the past, you know, because we can't literally operate in the present. That's like immediate and that's like the falsest knowing possible you know like we have to subject things to reflection which takes time even if it's very brief it means we you know consciousness operates in the past obviously right so but it's through his fixate it's through his indebtedness to the past and to consciousness and reflection and things like this that a transcendent at the end i think if we're all on the same page or something is able to posit itself as something 
outside of just the present and past, but maybe the universal. I won't say the future, because that's false, but more like the universal, the thing that's beyond just this time scale that he's constantly falling prey to, which also a lifespan is in. I don't know. That's a whatever point, but I just, I don't know, something. I was going to... Whatever. Uh, fuck you guys. So, <laughs> so, like, confession time. Stephen and I had a conversation before this one, and it was not oh, recorded. But, it, but um, he... Did you um, record it? We could add it. Yeah, right now. So here comes the, you know... It's, the recording starts now. So, Stephen, that's a great point. I I had a point to add to that. Yeah. Um, don't tell anyone I said this on the pod. Okay. Okay. The, the, <laughs> what the fuck was, is going on? Right. Yeah, anyways. The, <laughs> yeah. The, we constructed our own <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah, yeah this is very The point being that the... That's uh, <laughs> terrible. The, the point being the... Um, Oh, the the thing that the thing, um, in when Ellen when he's dying at the very end and he's like you know, traversing through his uh his set his life the world you know, and it's all decaying and and he gets in the golf cart and starts driving and Ellen's instructing him what to do, mm-hmm. and um, uh, she has a moment where she says like, uh, you you are just driving and then you have uh, this moment. And then this moment, and then this moment. Now it is seven forty-three. Now it is seven forty-four. Right. And like, right. and there, there is like this reference to the immediacy and like its uh, unattainability by, and that like you, you only exist in this like car that is driving, and it is only ever now and now and now. It's never actually like whatever. Yeah, she's like, you're not going anywhere, not leaving anywhere, just driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I think that I think though the the point though is that through the repeti- the, the it's an ironic repetition that through constantly saying now it is now it is you understand yeah. that it, it never was any of those actual it never in the present sense was those moments it it only is and after after the fact as you recognize them you know it, yeah. it wasn't it they that that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's not there's not they're not they're not they're not actually referencing when you say and now it is now it's like a futile reference to something right. that is not exactly yeah yeah and, and, that, and that's and that, that right. that's the point yeah. is that you're constantly yeah. driving or whatever right right you're, you're never constantly driving right yeah. you're moving past it all the time. anyways i i don't know i don't know if we wanted to go back to olive or anything i'm just i just want to say that the olive section um where it's olive describing the thing she's like I was a, a fairy and I was Laura Lee and uh, T3. Oh, yeah. God, um, it was so fucking dude, I, yeah, heart-wrenching. I cried. I cried, so I cried when watching and then I cried. And, I now, cried and now I have to die. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, and the, it, yeah, she says, I put in a box and the box grows little wings and the wings fly. And, it, and the box flies away and you say, where are you going? And then you say, uh, home. Dude, I yeah, I when I when I rewatched it before, that was one of the scenes I stopped at and rewatched it right before the podcast and like yeah, I started Bros. to tear up. Bros. But yeah, it's insane how there's that, there's that. I don't actually under know I mean, I don't really know what to make of like the juxtaposition of like that, you know, because immediately after is when he goes to her deathbed and then has like the most dissonant like conversation with her ever (laughs) maybe maybe i can kind of suture this just like this isn't the olive i'm sorry i'm kind of that's fine it's not olive but instead the femme and ellen just to get back to that one thing 
I'm not going to rehash all the shit again, That's but fine. just simply say that uh, Ellen, in some sense, you know, that, that one, that there is a interesting universality across gender uh, by having it be a woman, that, that it's man as woman. And that it's, it's, it's not just, sure, there's the archetypal feminine going on, but also that it's perhaps possessed also within men. It's in, within everyone. It's somehow a universalizing thing. But not just that. That's a, more of a side point. I think the real point to be made is, or the point that I'd like to make is that um, fucking uh, consciousness, Alan taking care of it, mother uh, taking care of things, fucking scrubbing shit. Oh, come on! I lost it. Right. I swear oh, to God, I lost Brody, it. I'm sorry. Brody, I, I need. But unless someone, we gotta let Brody. Yeah. Hop in here. Did, did, yeah. yeah. Did Brody have something to say? I'm sorry. At some point? I, I'm, was I, I to, all right. I, I had something one. to say like a while so, ago. You, if you remember it, it's totally fine to it's, say now. It's, if it's not relevant. It's not. It's not particularly relevant. I'm gonna express- cut me out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna express simply a sentiment, and the sentiment is: when I was watching the movie, I was oftentimes cringing at uh, uh, the main character's name. What is his name? Caden. Uh, Caden. Right. And I was cringing, not because the movie was bad, but at his own actions. The actions being, whenever he <coughs> he something happens in his life, and then he's going to now funnel this directly, line for line, into his play. Right. And I was like, stop. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. There, There's something seems to be wrong about this, this process. And it's almost signified within the film itself which is you don't know how uh much time has passed where time is like everything is segmented in the way that i don't know perhaps our consciousness is segmented right which is like there's huge swaths of time where like we don't really remember shit and things just happen all of a sudden you just appear and it's like been five years later right and it's but we're segmented by these moments you know and they're distilled and they've been recontextualized and they've been packaged nicely while in his creative process he's trying to engulf everything all at once into the film or into the play right without any like uh attempts made for it being like a creative uh like pursuit. no like mediation yeah there's no there's no like create selection. yeah right there's no creative mediation that's well, good that- Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I don't know. I, I just like it just makes me think about like uh like that just like on the consciousness front, I suppose, and uh his own like like in incessant uh neurosis and self reflection that tries to bring so many things into it that it then it and trying to make it so mm. all encapsulate uh all uh, encapsulating, encapsulating and so uh to be everything that like it gradually uh shrinks and his own role then becomes to shrink and then when the new one last thing when the new director comes in it like she starts to add like some like creative particularity yeah right but then you're watching this and you're like well it seems like she's not really getting it you know like this maybe is a little cringe the way she's doing it, it's a little uh uh, over dramatic size it's like something something about this doesn't feel right it's not the actual creative direction of what Caden's trying to do um but then as that but then people seem to like it for whatever reason and then his role begins to diminish as the thing becomes bigger there we go 
that scene is very notable uh, as basically the only time religion is explicitly discussed. Yeah. And it's fucking based and highly stylized like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you have a insane speech? Not to well, not to distract, not to distract from your actual more broad point. I, I just want to I, make sure that we do talk about that I, at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can we can definitely get to it, and it might like come about within talking about this. Um, but yeah, there is something about like the um, cadence. Caden, you know, is convinced by the, and he says this like explicitly multiple times about like he he is convinced by the like infinite meaningfulness of everyone's interactions of every day and every small thing being important and like totally meaningful Mm -hmm. you know and and so and so he he tries to in a sense like make his play be just that you know that he tries to make this thing that is universal uh without he tries he like starts with the universal which is the world as it is and then he tries to keep like keep it without losing anything by just recreating it and like recreating right. the universal as it is you know right and 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 um and so and then um yeah with him you know in some ways stopping being the director and some kind of like spirit of him continuing being the director. Like when this like baton is passed, I don't really, I actually don't know. I'm going to say something. I don't actually know like whether I super am down with this take, but it definitely, it does seem like, you know, when, when Ellen, um, when, when, you know, when Ellen, you know, Ellen being not just this actress. Cause I think you can kind of, when, when the actress who plays Ellen becomes him, you know, um and takes on his role and directs this scene that i think that her you know i don't know maybe there's something interesting going on with her being with this discussion of like the spirit of ellen you know um or like the archetype of ellen that that her she's still like embodying this in some sense or something but when she when she uh anyways the when she directs this scene and it um you know somehow it, it has a level of uh selection and of like whittling down and deciding on something to say you know as opposed to just recreating universal she's like choosing a particular that then reveals like the the universal as opposed to um like presenting the universal as 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 such as this like in this 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 incoherent thing that's like unparsable or something like that Mm mm-hmm this man is speaking properly Hegelian. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, so like, there's a Hegel quote where it's like, um, you cannot, you can't move from universals to particulars, only from particulars to universals, mm-hmm. um, or something along those lines. It might just be that you cannot, uh, you cannot move, you cannot begin with universal, end of that statement, and then instead one has to traverse through particulars into the universal. That might be what it is more accurately. But that uh, the idea being, I think I think John's putting it great. I think uh, Bro- you know Brody put it well. I think this this is what I was trying to think, but then I was like, whoa! I, I took a step back. But um, the the idea that uh, yeah, so Caden is obsessed in some sense, neurotically obsessed with beginning with the universal. 
you know, beginning with brutal, honest truth, everything, it'll be death, it'll be everything, brutal honesty, it'll be real. Mm -hmm. That's his goal. He wants to, and you know, and it's never going to work. You know, it's like this, this is obviously going to go on forever is what you're thinking of as a viewer. You're like, this shit can't end. You know, like if he's just going to keep adding layers and layers and layers of reflective stuff to it. Um, but instead, as John says, uh, that this, uh, this, the, the person playing him, you know, the one who was once Alan, but is now playing him as director. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That instead, you're right. She, you know, though, though I forget how she instructs things, but I'll just go with what you're saying that she's uh, increasing the amount of particularization going on and fixating on things. I, I was going to say, I can, I can describe, I can describe what the scene is originally and then i don't have to describe in detail what the scene becomes but i think it is i think it is important for the point to describe what the scene okay. is before and what she turns it into because what, what it is before is um it's his father's it's his father right his father's funeral mm, correct yeah pretty sure it's yeah and father. so it's like it's a recreation of his father's funeral yeah. um at which he says the thing that we were talking about earlier the 13 million line where he says like he turns he turns to hazel and he says i know how to do this play now there's 13 million people and they all live their own lives and they're all protagonists of their own stories and that's and he says he says something like that pretty close to that right and it like isn't working and then she whatever changes everything and then the preacher then gives the speech instead and he just drops some like one of the coolest most epic things ever i don't i don't remember exactly what he says but the but i remember like kind of generally where it goes or whatever but that but just to say that that's that is which we we see that happening earlier and then we immediately see it in play form and then we see it this is the third time we see the scene right um and that this is this is what she is translating into this thing that he ends up agreeing with as being the truth or something like and, that. and he ends up agreeing in the sense that he's like crying at it right mm -hmm. yeah he, he well, he's he, crying he like and then he sees it as he, he says he says amen he says like oh, amen because the because the preacher because <laughs> the preacher yeah, so yeah. he he's 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 down with it you know he's right he's like this is real right right sorry anyways yeah yeah if you have somewhere to go back to no just court. uh yeah i mean that that would be the you know moving from particular to universal that he gets to say amen because he's recognizing it for once instead of just thinking about how he's going to have an actor play this guy Dude. who's giving the speech you know who's him watching the speech you know yeah he's instead just immersed in the thing it, itself going amen because he's immersed in the particular or something it, like that. it is the first time he's satisfied with anything that's being created throughout. well i so mean true right yeah that's true however he is really satisfied with Sammy when Sammy says, I want to fuck you, like, whatever. He loves what Sammy says for his audition. Do you remember that? That's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah. loves it. It's like, that's a pretty big moment for him. What is Sam, does Sammy describe the, doesn't it, because Sammy describes, like, I don't know, I don't know who you'd call it Sammy is doing in any way similar to what happens with the, translation of this of this scene no, uh, because because he because he describes he doesn't he's not he is not playing dead. the scene of trying to be K 
Caden, he instead gives a little speech about the... Or no, 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 never mind. He, like, literally well, well, describes K- no. what Caden is thinking, right? Yeah, like, but Sammy gets to say it in a way that Caden isn't able to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Caden so like say So that, I, I don't yeah. think that they're identical, that it's the same thing going on, but that Caden is encountering another stage of knowing or something like that, that he's he he he's properly seeing like hmm, i don't know how else to say but like what you said like he's saying exactly what he's feeling and he's immersed in what sammy's saying you know yeah like this is not something that he's that is typically happening typically what's happening is he's obsessed with himself not observing not being immersed in other things but through sammy he's able to enter a stage which is though it's of course himself he's able to at least be immersed in something else though it just has to be himself first now mm. he's entered you know like this is like a a rare moment for him where like in other cases like he's not whatever i don't know if that's exactly true because he does get immersed in other things he does like seem well okay think about the olive scene so with olive um he's very uh he he gives her what she wants, you know, when he says, like, I'm sorry for leaving you and doing whatever, you know? Being but anal sex with Eric. Yeah, yeah. Which is like he's just totally just saying it right to give her her last wish, right? Is he? <laughs> Great ahead, question. Sorry. Um But the uh but that the first point is just that he initially does de- deny it, you know, and I do I do take that to be the truth, but maybe it's not. That's a good point. Maybe it's not. Um, but anyways, that... Uh, I don't know. That Maybe that throws a wrench in what I'm saying because this is a moment where... Actually, no, maybe it doesn't. Assume, my point is that it doesn't. Anyways, it doesn't like... my, my point is that it actually doesn't throw a wrench in my thing because this is a moment where he is expressing actually a false earnest immersion because his point of going there initially is to deny the allegations, right? No, I wasn't this... Yeah. I never left you. It was that evil bitch, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, this is like a false immersion in the situation, you know? This is still just a self-obsessed one, not being in, not taking seriously the fact that she's going to die or something like that. But he does say, I, I don't think that it's correct to just tell her what she wants either. You know, I think that's false too. So I think that entire venture of his is a total failure. Like, literally him it's like you face palm when he just gives her what she wants right that's not the point of this yeah, last it, moment. yeah when she yeah and when she denies him it's like right it's it like is, it, it is what yeah. she it is you know yeah it's right. like it's like right it's perfectly correct because also it in a you know and obviously the meta the meta the uh, meta way it's like yes you have failed here you didn't even yeah. set out with the right goals in this situation, you know? Um, you weren't supposed to just, whatever, be self-obsessed in some sense. And then if not that, be self-obsessed in the sense you want to give her exactly what she wants. You're supposed to pass into something else. I don't know. I don't have a really good take, but just that, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that fucking whatever. I don't know. Yeah. On the, uh, on the, on the, no, it was good. on the gay thing. Note for the editor, might need to they're be cut. People. They're people. Uh, they're not things. Right. Uh, on the gay subject. <laughs> the implication, obviously, not obviously, maybe, is that 
like Olive kind of got coerced into being gay, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the implication. This is the implicate and now of course uh now the accusation is that um Caden is gay, right? But actual but like actual gay, right. but like sort of mm. in like so you know, and well, then, he might so not like, actually be uh, like whatever. like the it's it's potential and been talked about that he is potentially uh uh undercover gay in the closet gay right but then also he's like i don't know so it just makes me it just makes me think <laughs> just like undercover yeah <laughs> yeah undercover is funny it just makes me think i don't know i i just wonder Kaufman what do you what is right. what is your what are your what are your thoughts on this whole on this whole situation bros. you know I mean, I, like bros like receiving. like without like it just makes me think like in the most literal sense possible you know like what is it that kaufman thinks about uh sexuality and sure. and, and it's and it's expression of it well so i thought you were going to go with and maybe maybe you did and i like am not I, you like briefly skirted over it if you did, but the idea that she was coerced into her lesbianic slash kind of like uh, pedophilic or whatever mm-hmm. situation, um, but that he is also coerced into admitting that he's gay. Yes. Or admitting, right, saying that he's gay because she wants him. She literally says she wants him to apologize, you know, coerced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought you were going to, draw a through line uh, across all these coercions of sexuality or claims of sexuality. But then there's also this thing, and maybe this isn't even uh, separate from coercion, but uh, once the uh, Ellen has taken over being a director, or I think as she becomes uh, in the process of overtaking as director, he's wearing that silly wig. Do you guys remember the silly girl hair? Yeah, it's awesome. So funny. You know, yeah. once again, he like, you know, he sort of makes claims about how he wants to be a woman. He wants to be pretty. Right. And then which oh, also yeah, has yeah. which also has, you know, discussions and thoughts around, you know, sexuality and it's it's sexuality within its expression and how there are external forces at play, not and it's not a purely internal one. Which I would think that is what yeah, I like Co- that. what Kaufman's what what Kaufman is um, attempting to lay out, or what his beliefs are. Well, even wanna... if it's not just a Kaufman belief, but just I think you're totally right to point out the fact that there is this external of sexuality, as opposed to it just being like this true internal core of someone's subjectivity, right. and and we don't get it, but that there's some extreme external relationship even in the very idea of like being closeted is yes that's right that's right even within being closeted that's right yeah Yeah. right like being closeted isn't just oh i can't admit that i'm gay it goes much deeper than that because it could literally be like you know it's this um repressed uh, homosexuality yeah extreme repression going on that like that like is in part like due to the environment whatever but but so, like, what is the core? It's like, well, the core 
I mean, the core could be his sexuality, which is just a relatively effeminate masculine sexuality, which is just he cries when he has sex with women, mm -hmm. you know, which isn't. And it's like in just an earnest, sentimental. He's sad about dying. He's sad about the moment. You know, it's like maybe that's all that's what's going on. Maybe that's the core or maybe it's that he's, you know, there, it's it's ambiguous as to what the core of someone's sexuality or something like that. Is. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I feel like the I feel We've like been there. I feel like I feel like yeah. the. God, college. Like the, Remember the, that the label, the label of homosexuality, and the way that it refers to, like, is applied to Caden. Um, I mean, it could be playing like also like the, the kind of more obvious, like you know, when he's accused of being homosexual by all of there is something like, um, degrading about it in the term in in the especially within the context yeah. of the scene in which it's like, you know, yeah. like admit that you you know, had sex with, with Eric. Well, and it's or, even more interesting like, because the, like, not even more, but another thing is that, like, you know, Olive is gay, but, and she's been incorporated in this whole sort of gay situation. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. But what is Meaning been used, her with Maria. And yes, the but what, what is her, what is, she, what she has been told in order to degrade, in order to degrade her father via her mom or Maria or whatever the hell, whoever told her that her, was by telling them her that her dad is yeah. gay, right. right? It's like it's it's very destructive, well, right? The idea, well, well, if it's, we go on, go on, you answer first. I'm just saying it's funny how it's. I don't know if this is already brought up, but it's funny how it's like the mirror opposite of the truth, right? It's like she's all of us trying to tell Caden that like he abandoned them to go on like a gay escapade or whatever, but like. Yeah, that's literally why um, Adele, like, took fucking Olive, was to go be with Maria and yeah. do a bunch of, like, gay, have, like, a gay escapade in Berlin, Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, I love that they go to Berlin. And I don't know if it's trying to say something. Is Kaufman sort of in, an, in a um, Trierian fashion trying to say something about how women process reality? And... Uh, <laughs> How they'll project things onto <laughs> others in order to kind of um in order to um have sort of a reckoning with their grievances you know to in order to cleanse their a, a moral Polish? their moral slate it's funny oh, people. Shit. The trier, people. trier is one million times more generous to his women than Kaufman is in this film almost all the women are pure unadulterated evil and in, in uh, hazel uh, evil hazel yeah. hazel hazel is good hazel's the only one uh hazel no, Cla ellen, uh, Claire, ellen's Claire, cool claire's not, Helen, claire's cool. not, claire's not evil. very evil claire's not claire, evil she's ellen. just totally not admirable this is just two people listen 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 all i'm saying i'm ellen. just i'm trier defending not kaufman oh, bashing okay i want to quickly note just on the gate the gq that uh that uh that caden is that what GQ says magazine he, stands for yes <laughs> that That's that really that, that caden caden tells hazel or whoever he's talking to like we need to talk about his desire to be pretty. Um, well, this okay. I was how that role. No, I'm not done yet. Sorry. All right, I'm done. Just kidding. His desire to be pretty, <laughs> and he tells her that he has never had any desire for penis. He only loves vagine. And is that what she says? Right, Olive. What about how so Olive is a color? Olive is a color. 
Hazel is kind of a mix of colors. Claire means clear. And just to wrap it up, there's a lot of uh Oh my god a lot of cishet men in here, and that's gonna be the end of my commentary <laughs> on the TQ, GQ, SQ. What about how when Sammy is speaking in persona Caden and uh talks about how he, as in Caden, wants to sort of alchemically fuse with Hazel um, to yeah. form the chimera. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So true. Right? Yeah, he literally true. says chimera. so awesome. Yeah, yeah so and awesome. vagina, lips, always touching, <laughs> eyes, staring into each other. Absolutely. I thought that was so time. funny. And Sammy delivering it is so funny. because It's yeah. so good. I feel like that maybe ties into this whole... Um, yeah, what we were talking about. Well, yeah. I think okay, okay. I have I have something to say. Very so true. I think I think you know, Caden <laughs> uh, has this whole, um, you know, in touch with the universal, trying to create the universal at all times. And this in this this when brought <clears throat> to uh, the bio level of sexuality or something that this that uh, inherently there's a contradiction between the um, his his like being you know a a like trying to reach this point of you know the chimera uh and also they're not being because you know the chimera in some way you know is this is this uh that he describes the chimera is is this um this um like melding into the the universal or something you know like the 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 perfect resolution of contradictions of like the male and female or something like this and that um, in his everyday life, you know, in this like kind of striving for like kind of the universal and like understanding this, he's met with this contradiction within himself because as being like, um, like as being like a man or something like, does anybody know? Like, does anybody yes, understand what I'm saying? I love what you're saying. May I jump in? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. This film is not complementarity, dualism, yin yang, pate bullshit where Oh, she's all these negatives. I'm all these positives. It's dialectic, not yin and yang. It is the chimera. <laughs> the chimera is fucking dialectic. It's literally both. It's not. Oh, we cancel each other out. We balance each other perfectly. She's this. I'm this. We match perfectly like puzzle pieces. Yay! No, it is he? Well, rather, what he's pushing for is the chimera, which is literally both. You know, yeah, they become the same the thing. They become the same. Which aligns entity. very. Um, tastefully with the Christian view of marriage wherein the bride <laughs> the and the groom become one flesh under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen right isn't there yeah. isn't there a line in the bible and this is not I'm not making a meme with this word because I thought that there's a, a significant thing where it's like cleavage meaning like the cleaved out flesh yes. of both persons or something like that you know and then you're bonded together through the flesh or something like that i don't know something something like that There's definitely i'm with something. it you know what you know what you you know you know what hegel's moniker is he's called the christian philosopher that's his moniker like you know shakespeare's the bard hegel's okay. the, the christian philosopher that's very interesting bateman what am i okay let's, Anyways, hold, that's on. hold on i want to i want to go back to the kind of back to what i was part of what i was trying to say is that like when when he tries to take this kind of universal of like you know being being um like both and it being like everything you know like he's trying to take the this universal thing and he's and then it comes to like his everyday life 
and everyday sexuality and dealings with women as well as like the you know the the kind of social conditions with like you know um then he's met with all these contradictions or like the labels of like you know homosexuality and this that the other and the like him asking you know he wants to be like pretty you know and this like and and so i think i think that like there's something going on with like the his like internal or internal external whatever uh, above him universality like not not it i mean i feel like there's probably examples of this in other places but this is just like with the sexuality like um like when it comes to functioning in everyday life it's like it runs up to against the contradictions of like the bio of like the of the materialistic or something like that or the social so the social yeah the yeah, social well it's bio plus social it's contradictions on two fronts right two separate yeah. fronts like the socials emergent from the bio you might call them both you could maybe call them both material or at sure. least like something like that but uh but it's on two different fronts right the contradictions exist i don't think it's the same thing they're not both bio um i think you because i think earlier you said uh, that there was a contradiction of bio associated with sexuality which is absolutely true but i think even sociocultural which is kind yeah. of yeah which the, is the label of is, the homosexuality is like that but that that is um that that's outside of an individual that's an external yeah. but it's literally multiple consciousnesses you know and then yeah, we but, inflect them you know we interpolate them yeah interpolate them not interpolate interpolate how the hell have we been talking about the gq Whoa. for 30 minutes <laughs> because also wait steven you need to run that back what interpolate yeah look it up what is that no it's, it's when it's when things social things are introjected it's typically used for ideology but you can use it in other things hold on we're going deeper what so 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 like you can no no you used another crazy word not interpolate but interpolate yeah and then you said in like introject oh uh introject yeah What's introject? Do you know what the uh, do you know interpolate the definition of interpolate <laughs> in terms of philosophy? <laughs> is bring into being or give identity to an oh. individual category. Wait, hold up. Are you, how are you spelling? I it? thought I he was making sure it. that's how you're spelling it. Well, I want to be on the record yes, as interpolate, as in pellets of wood I put in my smoker to make tasty baby back ribs. <laughs> okay. Uh... Wait. Oh. Let's just say, in Marxist theory, especially that of Louis Althusser, interpellation is a culture's or ideologies creating of identity for individuals. Oh, Anyways, and introject? Introject is just the act, it's a psychoanalytic term, it's just for when uh, something is going on in the external world, whether it be in the world of ideas, socioculturally, or maybe just the environment, who knows, but how you're corresponding. And you're going to you're going to take that and somehow incorporated as part of you as your identity psyche subjectivity so a common one would just be like um you know like everyone fucks with you for a certain thing that thing was baseless but now you introject and start to think that you really are that thing and so become that thing that thing becomes literally present in you because everyone kept accusing you of it that type of thing does that make sense oh, that's a that, that would be word. like a I super totally... Surface I, level that's the brain. kind of word that if you didn't describe it i literally i i i, I would have reached for it and used well, it incorrectly yeah i love oh it. you would reach it i don't know because think no, about like pro projection is you onto the world oh, introject true. is the world into you 
Okay, mm. boom. Explained. I understand there you go. perfectly now. That's a, no, that is a great word. God, it's a great word. It, I, it, is, it is. It's a great I'm, word. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I love not, that word. Love that word. Love that for you. Anyways. <laughs> I just hope everyone has smoked their bowl of crack that we placed before uh, before them, before this podcast. Well, hold on. Maybe, maybe we... Well, there's so much to talk about with this film. Are we not going to talk about the pod? We can talk about... I'm down to talk about whatever. The uh, I'm excited with how this pod is going. Yeah, this is, going, just, this is going just very well. I'm excited. I'm glad no one thought this film was godless or to, or like bad upon revisiting. That's what I'm excited about. I, I, was, I was worried that whether it be Troy or Jacob, well, you know, or John, because John revisited as well. I was worried someone was just going to think that it was fucking bad upon revisiting. Don't speak too soon. Oh, shit. Really? All right. Once but, again, this really, is why but we did I've not got have some, opening thoughts. I've got some bad things what to are say. Some well, that's fine. I'm, yeah, let's get into that. Let's let's hear yeah, some uh, critical things. things. Yeah, let's hear some. Okay, things. we're talking about we're 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 being critical now, Jacob. Yeah, we're thinking You're being critical. critical. But I want to hear okay. Troy launch some things. Let's go. Okay, so I'm gonna ignore the commentary about the the relationship between this film and having a good podcast. Save that for later. Okay, we'll just tuck yeah. that away. Just about that. <clears throat> right, you guys are. What, what's going on? So Troy, no, Troy, I'm you're saying. Just, yeah, go. What's happening is I'm gonna say that my I I do like the film. Okay. I enjoyed it, and it wasn't as bad as I was worried it would be in retrospect. Okay. Because I was so ashamed of my admiration for it. Right. But I will note that I think that. To me, what keeps it from being truly great, I don't think it's truly great, TM, and I think what keeps it from being truly great is it's not, you have to forgive me, but in a pretty like literal, not big thing way sense, it's not real. It's It feels at all times like you're watching like a hyper-constructed thing. And so I think it keeps it from reaching a certain level of like identification and not identification, but like a certain level of whatever. Now I, I, I really like the film. I, I, but I think this type of thing, like if you were to watch a movie and like, you're aware, like a Lynch, some out. Lynch films, come out. sorry, go can, ahead. So can I just say that I don't give a fuck about, Cotard art symbol. I don't like. I'm not. I'm not accusing anyone, okay. or I'm not. I'm like not as in that, a like, top down. As analytic. in a top down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this was constructed because you're saying it was very constructed in a sense. No, no. I know, but I'm not saying like Your unlike awareness. you guys, I'm not falling for the analytic trap. No, but it was intimately real. I cry, like I was just loving it. And I was like crying shit. No, what do you, I don't get. I, so I think I just, it's emotional. I want you to hone in and describe what you mean by it not being real, because you're saying it's artificial or some other term. I want yeah, you. I, I want you to hone in on that. Yeah, listen, I'm going off the fly here. So That's I might fine. Live to regret it. That's fine. But I just feel that yeah, there's a certain feeling. At all times of looking at something unreal, looking at something artificial, looking at something extremely uh, constructed, but in a way that to me, you know, obviously, like you look at anything sufficiently grand and beautiful, 
you can you feel that and i i actually generally like the sense of viewing something highly uh composed or highly thought out you know or something like this some sense like that but i think here it's so over the top and neurotic the whole time that it it it, it becomes difficult to sort of I don't know, sort of take seriously the reality of what you're seeing. Even though on paper, I would never go against the reality of this film. Could, could I like, I would never actually be like, oh, this isn't real because it's obviously the time and all this stuff, you know? Could, could I ask? I just think, I just want to quickly yeah, say, sorry, I do sorry, find sorry. it very emotionally compelling. And I still think on that level, it works extremely well. Could okay. I, I want to I ask, like, um, um, so... Oh, never mind. Maybe I don't want to do this. The I was going. I was gonna bring in. Actually, never mind. It's not worth. I was gonna bring in House That Jack Built, but I feel like it's not worth because I don't know if everyone's seen it or if it's like. Um, I almost referenced it myself. I would yeah, love talking about that you, just insofar as we yeah. Because that's yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I want to. Okay, let me let me bring let me bring guilty of the same I, thing. I want, I want, yeah, Troy. I want to hear. I want to hear because because I think in House That Jack Built, there's a there are very clearly identifiable moments of non-neuroticism in which like it 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 clearly reaches past the the constructed frame or something into something that yeah and 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 so and so that is a comparison um maybe 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 i guess steven because maybe steven like because i um you you feel you 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 feel as though there is like a difference between how like you and Troy felt when watching the film and and like what you're what you're saying if you were to compare it to House that Jack built like and think about it in those terms of this kind of more explicit moment of reaching for this this other thing or seemingly non constructedness that that yeah um, feels that way because um talking about synecdoche do you feel like there's a moment that feels that way and or is there some or like like in in that frame i mean what do you what do you think about synecdoche in uh i prefer synecdoche over house the jack built but they're obviously very different films um but that house the jack built i would say is a <laughs> is absolute sacrilege is a, is a bad infinite no, not really. I think uh, I love it. What I love, I think House of the Jack Bill is awesome. And I would love to do a podcast on it. And I wouldn't, I can see myself giving it insanely high reviews. I'm not going to give this one, spoiler, I'm not going to give it a fucking five. But, uh, but like this film, I'm not going to give a five. But like, uh, just, just that when, when artists are moving past or something like that, it, you know, this, while I enjoy it, I don't think it's necessarily the place for art to do that. Like I don't, I don't think I don't rate things less for not doing it or something like that. I don't think this is exactly what Troy would say, but I do think that House the Jack Built is very manufactured and uh, meta. I mean, it's like oh, it's Extremely. obviously meta. You know, it's so meta. It's like ob- It's like not even. It, no, yeah. Is it? Well, it's not really even meta. It's literally. It's it, it's yeah. It, it is at all times yeah, extremely right, unreal. Right. Right. Uh, well, I have, yeah. Well, I mean, I have. I, I want to. I, I have a comment that I think this is but, a perfect. But but or, but but just that this, 
your viewing experience and how you're evaluating it is so radically different than Synecdoche, New York. And I don't value the house that Jack built method more than the Synecdoche, New York one. Although I see that they're both, uh, like they're both dealing with a constructed element or something like that. Uh, does anyone want to respond? I don't, I don't have a big comment. Yeah. One, I want to say, you know, I can't put, you know, pen to paper on, you know, my lived experience of the two different films and, oh, I cry here, but I don't cry here, you know, and I can speculate. Anyway, um, I just think notably House the Jack built, they're both extremely artificial in nature at all times, but the framing of Synecdoche is much more that of a quote unquote normal film where like That's the true. camera's in the yeah, world yeah. and you're watching these people and blah, blah, blah. Whereas House the Jack built, like you are extremely aware, literally told essentially that what you're watching is a film made by one of the characters and that it's not meant to represent reality at all. Like it's his own little construction. So in that way, <coughs> in that way, oh, <coughs> in that way, your viewing of House the Jack built is not discordant. <coughs> in that way, oh my gosh. Take, in that take, way, take, take a moment. It. Take a moment. Take a sip. God <laughs> does not want Troy to make this. Point. <clears throat> We're not cutting this. Testing. No, testing. Cut that. <laughs> when you're watching House of Jack built, you're very aware. Like you are told that you're like the fact that you're looking at an artificial object of creation is the frame of the film for most of it. So your experience of it is not discordant with what the film proposes as being the case. In contrast to Synecdoche, where, you know, I don't think it's trying to hide. It's, I mean, the house is on fire, et cetera. It's not trying to hide. It's, you know, artificial constructed nature. It's throwing it in your face. But I just think the framing is a bit different. So there's a kind of dissonance when you're watching, you know, the olive scene, the crying, the death or whatever. And like this feeling of non-reality or something like this. But uh, but how can you yada yada, yada you, they're very different Go ahead. I don't know I just don't see how you could say that it's that House of the Jack built solves the reality problem even though you're right that I think I agree with the point that the dissonance is different slash not there but that it doesn't solve the ultimate reality problem of like a spectatorship you, idea or, some, or a false it, reality it's a false reality it's a reality but it's false no it's a it's a film in the film they do enter reality I, in House of Jack Bill. I, I want to introduce a third example that is maybe a little more constrained in like the the elements at play. So um, when watching something like Through a Glass Darkly and you have the, the play in Through a Glass Darkly, you have this play and it never stops looking like a play, you know, it doesn't like suddenly like take on the whatever, like become quote unquote real or something in the film or something. Um, like, you know, what you're looking at is like, is constructed and obviously constructed, but there is like a, you know, I mean, what I would typically refer to as like an emotional reality that happens that convinces you of it. It's like, um, universality or something, even though it is referencing constantly, clear to you that it is um this particular thing you know and not like like that, that that is people depicting this thing and not like the thing 
itself or something like that. Um, but I don't know, basically just to bring, bring in that as like a more stripped down version of like this idea of like constructedness and being like, I would say convinced of its, uh, you know, I don't know. I always, I just has his use the word realness. Like, I don't know, but like, it's like, um, importance or something as being more than just the sum of its parts, more than just this constructed thing. Um, I mean, like, Tro- like Troy, like you would, would you say like in those terms, like when you watch through glass darkly, that this is like a good analog for what you're talking about when watching synecdoche in which like you're watching a constructed thing that you're being made aware. It's a, it's a constructed thing. You're unconvinced of it in the same way you are when watching, you know, the play and like through a glass darkly. I like the idea of the play in Through Glass Darkly, although I think, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think about that. It gave me an idea, but it's not clearly at all related to Through Glass Darkly. That's fine. But, I mean, I just, I brought, I tried, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I brought it in for like maybe clarity's sake for like, like, because the terms are, I think are simpler within I, this frame. So, but I don't, I mean, if it doesn't, if nobody's, if it's not actually sparking any like, Real. No, I think it clearly gave me the idea I'm about to share, but I have no idea the real connection. I do think there's something that glass darkly. Okay, but That's I'll just, go on. I just don't. I just want to go ahead. I just, or, no, not go, go ahead. Go. Me go yeah. ahead. I just want to say. I think one difference is in synecdoche. I think what is super in your face and kind of maybe distracting you from the characters is Kaufman and his. You know, I think what you constantly hear is Kaufman talking to you really loudly all the time. And that's not something present in House of Jack Built. You hear the character talking to you loudly all the time. And then later, you know, you hear Trier, but there's a clear distinction that's, that's I, like explicit. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, sorry. I don't I don't want to I don't want to just totally shit on like a point being like the i mean i don't know because we're we're like we're at a point where we're like really like there might be something you're meaning that isn't exactly what i'm hearing you know with like Mm. but i i don't i just to say i don't get the i don't see when watching house the jack built i'm never feeling as though trier is not present in the exact same way that synecdoche new york like i don't i don't actually see a distinction between the two um, I don't know. I don't. I but agree. once again, I don't know if that's actually fruitful a fruitful path to go down with, like uh, to respond to to then like talk about like what? what actually constitutes like presence of the director in the film. Um, I think it's a bit worth. I mean, I think there's just like roughly degrees. I mean, obviously, in any great film or whatever, if you know the director and all that stuff, you can feel them in the whole, you know, sure. whole way. But they're always guiding you. They're telling you the story. But you know, think think. Uh, like the contrast between the burning house in Synecdoche and uh, the 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 reunion the the conversation between the father and son in law in through a glass darkly on the boat. Yeah, right. Like Kaufman is screaming in the burning house. Right, the house is on fire. The characters aren't doing that. It's part of the world that is so clearly a manifestation of Kaufman's will. Versus two characters on the boat having conversation. Of course, Bergman is channeling through everything. I, yeah. But if those characters are like you know really good, you know, then there's there's a there's a there's a real character there, and they're you know they're agents. Yeah. But I think I mean you could I feel like you could make the argument like stylistically Bergman is extremely present in like 
having a, you know, like if you watch any parody of Bergman, um, <clears throat> there's things that are there that are present in that moment in Through a Glass Darkly that make it, um, I, I mean, whatever. I understand it's different than like a, 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 a ironic insert as the, the house burning is, but I don't know. I don't know if the house burning being, um, you know, this kind of like irony or like a joke or whatever as like a clever insert. I don't, I don't actually know. I, I'm now I'm wondering like about the sincerity of things like that, because I think that like when I hear somebody talk about the movie being, um, funny, you know, it's like, it's like, so like a black comedy or something. It's like, I feel like there is like comedic elements in kind of the most fundamental sense but that like but but that but that it's the same it's the same sort of thing as i think i think i think it's like how's the how's the jack bill when he fucking has the meat shack with a fucking shitload of people lined up this is obviously (laughs) like it's not like haha funny but it's humoristic in the sense like it's a dramatic over-the-top thing that is like funny whatever go on well i was was gonna say i was gonna say i want to hear what your point and then i actually have a real point my point my point um my point being or what i was going to say is that you know he's he's making this this kind of obviously like kind of funny i i like ironic something or whatever point like clever point with the house being burnt house being on fire um but that this you know if you look at if you take if you take what we've said before seriously about um Caden's character uh expressing these things and then the way in which they get into, you know, Claire's response to his like sincere point and it becoming trite through his both his expression and then people's uh, interpretation of it um, or like non-recognition of the actual universal thing underneath what he's saying. I think that the 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 trite points being made by because uh, I think I think you could if you're looking at them as these like like kind of clever quips or something by Kaufman, these like kind of trite points being made when he, when he has the house burning um, aren't actually, there's like a sincerity and like a belief that Kaufman has that he is trying to manifest something universal and knows that it's imperfect. And that like, you know, there is obviously an added layer of like this kind of neurotic humor or something being added. But I think, I think that it is not, it is not shallow in that regard. Um, I don't know. Agreed. All right. I mean, I think the burning house is fantastic. It is funny and also like so true. Right. Like getting locked into massive obligations <laughs> that basically spell your death. Yeah. Can we just all agree that this is the truest comedy you've seen? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> the truest comedy. So like, so like it's a silly thing, right? Obviously. But like, but like insofar as it's not a tragedy, because it sounds like all of us agree that it's a bit more transcendent and optimism pilled than what like, you know, a first viewing high school viewing or maybe if, if it just reached theaters again you know people a lot of people would just think oh my god this movie says that you can imagine a large sentiment is going to be how depressing the movie is whatever but do we agree that it actually accomplishes a non-tragedy in a in a comedy and it establishes that as being true now there's a lot of films which establish truth but they do so through a fundamental tragedy. You know, Shakespeare's known for his tragedies. There's 
you know, uh, you know, there might be like contentions with this point, but like Bergman's films, there's various films which are yeah, most Bergman films are, are like tragedies, but they're obviously getting at something true or transcendent, very life affirming. But, but that this is a comedy to its core, and I don't mean that it's silly and funny, but that it's a comedy and it is triumphant and it's pretty tr- pretty fucking true in a unique way. And that could probably only be accomplished through a black comedy or like a dark comedy, right? It. it, it it is like I, I I made that joke to a coworker. That's so funny. Yeah. Anyways, I just say I like I like how it is. Um, in some ways, like the um, he kind of has like you know, in by some measure a terrible life. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Like with right. the, and then and the ultimate thing is that he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that like they're, uh, the, the triumph, it makes the triumph so much more real because the triumph is, um, you don't have to think about is it, it, it is, uh, in spite of the obvious, like it doesn't have to combat with the fact that he had like an incredible life or something, you know, like it doesn't, it's like, it's like, it happens in spite of. Right. And it embraces that. Life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, embraces yeah, it embraces it. it. And, um, I don't know. It's funny. Cause it's like, you might think it was like so sad. Cause he just like dies, you know? Um, and you that's like why it's, and that, yeah, you made a sad movie, but it's like, <laughs> you no, know, the whole point the, is that like, you know, like everyone dies or whatever. So like the, the idea that like, because he dies, it can't be triumphant or something. Mm-hmm. how lucky he is, uh, is like insane that he uh feels as though he's on the verge of death but for so long he really gets to contend with it in his play for an, just an insane amount of time in the most honest way possible because at every single moment he's like i'm gonna fucking die yeah and he ends up like growing old yeah, yeah. although he's pretty lucky he got a lot of snizz he might have died in his like you know we don't know how old he is right but he probably dies in his like, I mean, he, he could look anywhere from a fucked up 60 year old to like an 80 year old, you know? <laughs> what yeah. you don't know is that what you thought the whole time was that he was perceiving time to be passing slower where it was actually, you know, he was perceiving weeks when it was actually years. What you don't know is that it's actually the opposite, right? Is that <laughs> over the course of the film, really only like two weeks pass yeah, you mean but, two hours. But he's just so well, like it's a minute because the clock he's just so anxious and fucked up that he ages like an insane amount. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why. And they so does lying. so does all the other people. So does Hazel because she's just so stressed. Well, that's just I mean, in his mind. You think? because well, yeah, the real yeah. the real oh that's just like in his mind. Is, oh, never mind that. Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say the real the real marker of how fast things are going is actually the burning house. That's actually in real time. So but, yeah, true, what yeah. you don't know is that so when he gets true. hit by the when he gets hit in the head by the faucet, it actually triggers early onset <laughs> dementia. <laughs> and uh, the the onset time travel. So <laughs> Dude, the first <laughs> the first <laughs> yeah, the first third, you start like, telling people with dementia they have that. Dude, <laughs> the travel. Dude, the first third. Yeah, early onset time travel. The first third of the film is so <laughs> fucking good. Like, obviously, I yeah. like the whole movie, yeah. but the first third is so fucking crazy good. Imagine that popped into theaters, and you were watching that, like, today, mm, yeah. as in, because Amer- it's an American film, right? It's an 08 American yeah. film. It's not, oh, it's crazy. This is, thing from, like, this is a great thing to add to the list of American films that are 
as a dub. Good. Yeah. It's a, it's, that's it true. Is, it is a, it is, it is, is a this the best film. American film? Dude, that's actually such an awesome question. I love thinking about that. Yeah. Blue Velvet. <laughs> Blue Velvet's no, great, this is, but this I, is, I, I actually, like this more than Blue Velvet. I actually Velvet. might like this more than Blue Velvet, though, I, though Blue Velvet might be more influential. Blue Velvet's not my favorite Lynch, though, so. Yeah, I don't, your, what is your favorite? Well, I've only seen Blue Velvet once, know. so I can't say but anything I, about it. I mean, Blue Velvet. I like Lost <laughs> Highway more than Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. I like Malton I more than Blue Velvet. That's I fair. Like Blue I mean, I than Blue Velvet. What about uh, Mulholland might be my favorite line. I watched Inland, Inland Empire for the second time like six nice. months ago. And who'd you see it with the first time? You and uh, and Steven. Yeah, let's go. And Ennis. Who's Ennis? And Brooke. Whoa, Brooke Oxed. The girl, the girl who is <laughs> the in girl Brick. Uh, yeah. San Diego right now. Brick. Brick. Brick, <laughs> Brick. more like. Brick, the <laughs> yeah. girl in San Diego. Named Brick. The girl in San Diego. Holy. Brick. <clears throat> so, how do you guys... American makes it... In the beginning... Oh, what is, what is the question? How do we guess? Uh, it's mostly just a joke. How do you yeah. guys think... Uh... Hoffman made this masterpiece, but he also made Eternal world. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. How do you? No, so true. Okay, first one of, of all, the worst all, movies of all. all. Great how, question. Hold on. How do you? How, how I actually recently learned. I recently learned through, um, you know, Your checking on Letterboxd. Uh, he didn't. I thought. I thought he directed Eternal Sunshine. I knew it. I fucking knew it. He just wrote it. Synecdoche is his first. Is is his first written and directed film uh, he didn't uh, he didn't direct uh john malkovich either he just wrote it which look, i don't know look, actually he, he doesn't get he doesn't awesome. get a full pass for not directing it because he still wrote it it's i mean a huge pass i wonder if was he in charge of casting? it is a substantial was he in charge of casting hmm. yeah the casting's awful, awful. the execution's off i mean just yeah. to just it, to say i mean also to say you know i don't once the, again, we the, don't, we i don't actually think the, the concept's not bankrupt we're I think the con- in, one of the most yeah no, the concept isn't bankrupt yeah. We're in. I think. I think something. I some. I think something that um, is okay. This is actually interesting. So I don't know if you guys have seen Being John Malkovich, but I think yes. it suffers no. suffers of the same problem that Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind is, does, which is a total unlikability of the characters. Like the characters are so you. They're so horrible. They're, you don't identify with them. You feel like you're just watching bad people do something yeah. bad and there and there's this kind of insufferable meta meta quality to everything and the thing is so what's interesting Tough about guys. that though the thing that's interesting about though is that when you look at synecdoche new york and you look about the difference of the characters you know maybe there is a substantial difference i mean in in writing you know you could say like you know synecdoche new york uh, like if he didn't direct it he just wrote it like still Dude. probably a way better script than Eternal Sunshine and being John Malkovich, but the point being, his interpretation of the characters that he wrote could potentially, you know, bring a way more humanistic, like real quality to them that isn't just this like neurotic, like black comedy thing that happens in his in this. Uh, there's like there's because because in, in I mean I don't know that's can can dude. If he did not direct Synecdoche, New York, this movie could turn out so fucking horrible. 
I mean, yeah, it could, yeah. This, this was, it is so important that the guy who had the vision directed this, not like, I bet the script for this movie is so mid as hell. Like, the script is like non, that is not even the point of the film whatsoever. You know, the point is absolutely in its execution and its, uh, its, you know, its pace, its choice of scenes, its casting, its, uh, the editing room i you know like just how like what you know him having directorial cut and say is so important for how the movie functions um you could maybe even make the argument that eternal sunshine of spotless mind has a more comprehensive i don't know about better but a more comprehensive script like this film script if you're not the one with the vision making this film holy shit this is impossible to execute well you know? Yeah, and also, I mean, you think about you think about just like how much of the, the think about like you know the written the written word. You just take what's being said, and probably what's like probably some. I mean, somewhat minimal description in um, a screenplay, like right. for this screenplay of Eternal Sunshine. Sure. Um, the degree to which, like, imagine you know that, and like Synecdoche, like how much of a bridge is being made between word on the page to the end in simply just like Kaufman having a conversation with Philip Seymour Hoffman and like mm-hmm. being like, no, 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 right. say it this way, you know, or whatever. Like that's like right. that, 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 you know, like, like even, even down to like the minutia, not even just like, you know, the, the, I don't know, whatever, just like in, in like every aspect there is like, you can, you could totally just, destroy a film based off of yeah like it's like the film is not as the screenplay yeah i i actually think he should get a relatively significant pass i mean maybe not a total pass but a pass on eternal sunshine for the fact that he did not direct it and thank god sorry go ahead and thank god he fucking directed synecdoche he almost had bitch-ass spike jones direct it for him Oh, oh my no, god! Dude. And Spike, Spike Jones is cool. No. I got nothing actually against Spike. Spike well, they're Spike gonna, Jones would have made skater, yeah, skater, they're gonna co-direct. co-direct. But yeah. but if but it is, I am so glad that he did not have Spike Jones. So that it could be his film, you know. So it could be fucking Kaufman's film. You know, he wrote it. You know, please just direct one. Please make your film. You know, but yeah. uh, did Spike? Who did Eternal Sunshine? Uh, director? It's can some we, can we person. Uh, it's Michael. It's Michael, Michael Gondry. Gondry. Yeah, I mean, just a nobody that's gonna die in, into obscurity <laughs> is not part of the collective consciousness. He made, uh, he made, he made Green Hornet. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> great film, good job, bro. You really didn't sell out. What else did he make? Anything? Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Uh-huh. Is the man and nothing else tall, you've happy. ever heard of? Yeah, this guy can kiss my ass. Yeah, he made some ass. Um, yeah, so true. Fuck Dude. this guy. Okay, <laughs> okay, now, 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 now I would like I really to personally watch. state that I am. The opinions of the podcast <laughs> are not my own. I take back. I'm kidding about Mr. Gondry. I just didn't like it. Wait, why? Why are, we, why are we taking it back? Because I don't fucking know. Movie. He could just be doing it for the money to support his children. He might be a nice so guy. True. I, I wish know. I was him. Yeah. I wish I was like, him. Yeah. Who knows? We all wish. We all want to be him at the same time. Yeah. I just think it's which so funny. Which is why, of course, that we hate him so much. Penis and vagina. That is, of course, why we hate him so much. Because just like anything that we hate is just be, it's only because we envy it, right, guys? Yeah. So true, yes, right, true. guys? Yes, yes, true, true, I true, true, true. I envy Michelle Gondry. <laughs> I envy Michelle Obama. 
Well, I've heard that Michelle <laughs> Obama is actually Michael Obama, and there's a clip you can find of her dancing that right. may or may not All include. Right. Listen to the audience. We, if you can find a clip we, of her being pregnant, we will give you money. <laughs> we will pay you a billion dollars if you can. I think I think we need to watch Kaufman's other written and directed films. Yeah, yeah. I never. I had zero faith in them until watching this. This Have, one. Did he direct adaptation or just write it? J- uh, Spike Jones. No, no, Spike Jones. Watch, yeah. Spike Jones. That's probably Animal why Lisa, he has yeah. Animal yeah. Lisa and I'm thinking of ending things or his other two. I've seen. I'm thinking well, of ending things. Uh, no spoiler. Just saying. No. I'm just gonna say I've seen it. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. I've seen it fully. Okay. Okay. Please. Don't do right, it. We, we should we should do scores so I've, we can be done by eleven. I've only seen um, fucking being John Malkovich, and uh, Eternal Sunshine and uh, adaptation. You've, I thought you only seen this. the first thirty minutes of Eternal. That's fair. That is correct. So you have not actually seen it. I have not sat through the entire thing of Eternal Sunshine. Spotless Mind. That is true. But granted, I watched that on my phone in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was in I was in class in that's high the, school. That's what the movie was made for. I, Dude. Yeah. Dude, I was so I cannot that casting sucks. Jim Carrey, I love you a little bit, but not really. You're kind of whack. It's pretty Look, whack. I'm I've I'm on the record as saying that if everyone else is not a Jim Carrey ally, I will be it. Um so same, so true. But, yeah. but but if no one but if but if other people are, then I'm his enemy. Yes. That's well that's unironically so true. That is yeah. unironically huge true. <laughs> yes. Huge. I just weave that one together. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about Tony Hawk. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but let's link this. That's like Beethoven. Like no. <laughs> Tony Hawk's like that. If people are his enemy, I will support him. If everyone's his ally, then I you gotta you gotta dial it back. He's not that based. All right. The way I was saying it was kind of different. <laughs> I don't know how it was different. Right. Can we? Did we hear? Can we maybe wrap it up so we're done by eleven? Uh, John needs to get well, back. John needs to get back. I know John's back. Um. Yeah, we'll wrap it up by eleven. Dude. I love that. Got to wrap this one up a, before my wife gets home, guys. So true. American American if makes a movie. Bros. Guys, be like, is this the best? Or American makes a good movie finally. Yeah. Is this oh, the best American you know, film you know ever what, made? You know what? Everyone should compare this to American Psycho. <laughs> is this better or worse than American Psycho? Better than American Psycho. Better. Yeah. But a lot better, right? I mean. I feel like American Psycho is like pretty right. good. It's just like, American I, Psycho is just an American movie that is good. You know, I is love American Psycho really the best film directed by a woman? Christoph Waltz's stepdad was previously married to the mother of Michael Hanukkah. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Waltz, the guy from uh, the the German in Django Unchained. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is what you're saying, right? He's yes. like related to Hanukkah. Somehow. John, yes. yeah. His his mom married the um, ambassador. His, hold on. <laughs> they don't his know each mo- other though. His mom. His mom. Sorry, let me say this. District. Attorney. His mom married the ex-husband of the mother of Hanukkah. 
Yeah, there's there they've been Waltz has been asked about Hanukkah and the, what the relationship is like, and basically he's like, "What the fuck?" Really, I think they like they get along, but they don't really know each other. But they didn't really spend much time with each other. All right, let's get this show on the road. Sure. All right. I get it. Opening thoughts? For me, this is the easiest 3.99 I've ever given. Oh, you can't just you can't just give it a four? It's Please not like you're giving it a, give it a five. five. Chill. I know, but I I Come it's on. I really like I'll take look, the this I'll, back look. to this thing that we never we never got to the bottom of, but we are we are understanding. It's so fun to watch. I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, but I can't. I I just can't in my heart say that it's a must see. You didn't feel it. You didn't feel it. You don't think it's the most must see American film if you don't consider historicity. If if America, if only American films exist, it would get like a four point five. Really, I'd say it's one of the best. Off the, well, I mean, it, I'm it, not looking at a list, but right off the bat, it's one of the best American. Wait, films time out. If Amer- if only American films exist, would any American film get a five? Oh, this is <laughs> you don't have to give me one. You don't have to give me a one. Hold on, now I've been caught. Let me go back and say, even if only American films would exist, it gets a three point nine nine. Not actually, but um all right what are we saying i just thought that was fun it is very funny you totally got me okay are you happy with yourself yeah i have anything to say for yourself uh 3.99 i really liked it and i i would strongly wreck to someone who has seen a bunch of movies but hasn't seen this one okay (laughs) all right fair enough i um am i are you done everything i'm done case closed um so i'm gonna yeah i i uh i love this movie it's so good it 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 really i had i had strong i had strong i believe that the film could be good because i didn't for a long time i kind of was like oh yeah that movie's pretty good but i always had like like lingering scenes you know and images that i was like wow that really like kind of you know stuck in my brain in a way that like i don't really understand i don't really understand what that is but i don't know anyways but i um yeah, watching this time around cried many times um really um i feel like everything that i felt the film was like trying to do and aspiring for and could aspire for like as i was watching it i think it achieved i think that you know there's maybe other films that i feel i feel more when watching i feel are more more uh important to me in many regards and for many different reasons and that there is maybe there is maybe some kind of certain constraints on this film because i think it is i think it is reaching for something <laughs> it's funny i think it is reaching for something uh particular <laughs> that <laughs> is uh i think it is reaching for something particular that that i think it achieves um but that maybe there's like other aspects of how one would go about uh communicating the same message that might be um more effective for me personally but um but anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.2. I like this movie a lot. Holy shit. Definitely, definitely, a, definitely, I think, uh, a must watch for all non-Americans. It should be, like, when you come it, into it, when you come into the U.S., like, instead of giving you, like, a test or something to whatever <laughs> citizenship, like, green card, like, this, like, they should just make you watch this film in a, in a in a in a van in a in a room that's painted with that black yeah. paint that like yeah yeah you know 
and then and then you walk out and then you're an american (laughs) i do i do love the idea of thinking of this film as a super american film i do like that super american film even if it's not the most american film that america's made which i don't know if it is (laughs) it does feel so fucking american i don't know i would say it's less american than american psycho i there's something so juvenile about american psycho that seems so american yeah then now we're getting into like what i think i agree it's much less american than fight club with what fight club you say it's much less american the first rule about synecdoche well is i mean that's true (laughs) the issue is like you know it's much isn't it much less american than a marvel movie like yes so that that's the thing is like the thing is like marvel movies are chinese it these yeah yeah (laughs) great point brody yeah no but that but there is something to just the like when i say american i don't just mean the most ideologically american thing possible propaganda Mm -hmm. but i mean that it just captures something that's underneath america that is very real for americans um and i think self-awareness through the through marvel films is obvious like we fucking you know we fucking suck our dicks more uh than a puffer fish puff when you bro do you want to give the score you have uh you don't have a score oh i've got a score but i'd like to save it for a moment okay um (laughs) like any other film that is going to receive a score as high as mine that i'm about to give it's because the film came to me at a very, very particular point in my life where it has some sort of impact on me. Uh, so, you know, this this score needs to be contextualized within the context, within the context of my life. Uh, anyhow, uh, such a such a literal me kind of kind of move kind of movie. And I'm gonna give it a four point seven. Wow! Let's go! What a score! That's awesome! What a score! What, what, a, that. what a score! What a man! What an experience of a man a when man. watching a film that he American gave the score. Man. What an American man watching this movie gave a score to this movie. What American Psycho gets a four point eight. No. <laughs> yeah, Brody. Brody's personal experience is based on you know, being an it, American. Is. Yes. It, it would be blasphemy to do this, but now I actually want to know what you would give American Psycho. I would give American Psycho a <laughs> three point nine or a four point Okay. But Let's for the but the, the reason out. the reason why it's so high is once again because it came to me in a very particular moment. Just like a. Uh, just like the what's uh what's her name in Fight Club? Um, Marla. Uh, Marla. Just like Marla did for the protagonist in Fight Club. That's right. You are literally him. That's well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, who's? Someone go. I can go, or Jen <clears throat> can go. Would you like me to? I will go. Um, uh, hello? Uh, I will go. Okay. Unless 
you would like to. <laughs> Steven, Steven goes. Steven is now. Steven is now under. My score officially going. My score is more than four, less than five. Uh, okay, it's almost it's bedtime for me. I know. So I know. Please, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not trying to draw this out. I'm trying to think of oh, my score. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. Four point five. All right. Mm, big score. Score. I'm going to just, just. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna back that up to four point three. Okay. All right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Charles. Sorry. You got all excited. Just like Caden peering into the diary of Olive during the film. We collectively, as the viewers, peer into the diary of an angsty 13-year-old boy who wrote the script. That... <laughs> At least, that's what I thought when I originally watched the movie back in 2018. If you would have asked me my score back then, I probably would have said to you, evil. Alright? <laughs> evil out of five. But times have changed. People change. I have changed. Okay? And coming back to this movie now, um, five years later, I, you know, I, I, I had a new perspective, okay? And I enjoyed it. I think it um, encouraged me to introspect a little bit. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, touched on some things, which... I wouldn't have understood as an 18-year-old. I didn't understand yet when I was 18. But now I feel like I have the, the slightest bit more of an inkling of understanding. Um, anyway, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that my score is, I'm going to say, ugh. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna say this is a four point game two. Oh, okay. Four okay. Point two. Okay. Oh, great! It's a big score. Bro Fuck yes. Brody is the rare winner. Rare winner. What is rare winner? Is it that rare? I feel like you win and you win, win a good amount. No, do you win I, less than other people? Oh no, god, Brody, not, no, yeah, Brody's Brody not, 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 not only am I not only am I <laughs> don't, not only do I win less than average, I am the bottom almost over half of oh them. Oh my god, Steven's right. close behind. Jacob Jacobs doesn't count because he's on a. You said Steven's close behind. Yeah. And I feel like I win a good amount, don't I? No, I feel like I feel like you. I feel like you give the <laughs> like the most like confident, don't I? Like, the uh, no, I feel like I feel like you're just kidding. My perception was that Stephen gives the uh, average, leaning lower scores with the, uh, with the the sparing, but deliberate, radical high. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's probably kind of describes Steven as a man. That's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair and accurate. 
S'more, did that monologue indicate that a second viewing, a fresh take on Seventh Continent is coming soon? Oh, shit. You might see a frame-by-frame <laughs> analysis by yours truly. Yeah, like, now, we'll see. Evil. We'll see, see if the Hong Kongka gets a, uh, you know, another viewing. But it really, honestly, it kind of, um, I would say out of the past 20 movies I've watched, 18 of them have been re- re-watches of something. Uh, and uh i'm getting kind of tired of that i want to i want to plunge into the unknown watch ye ye i would love for the next pod for us to watch how many times plunge into the unknown and watch something new but i'll tell you that if you recommend (laughs) a colors of pomegranates again i may i may (laughs) just i may go right back to the familiar i'm gonna go what the hell that wasn't that bad 40th time Listen, how many times do I have to Sorry. tell everyone to watch Yee Yee until someone does it? Well, no, let's watch it. Well, maybe we watch something. No, no, not for the pod. I'm just saying. Nobody wants to watch no Yee Yes. <laughs> I watched uh, Cure by Kurosawa. Cure. Oh, did you like it? Did we talk about that? No. So did uh, Brody. Brody saw it too. Did you guys like it? Oh, I want to watch House that Jack built, built because all. Hold you on, did you guys watch it at the same time? You guys have a bad reputation for watching movies together. Yeah, we watched it together. Well, I only okay, but okay. So I heard what Jacob was saying. Sorry, Jacob wants to watch. Uh, I want to watch House, House that Jack built because you guys talk about it like oh, every time we it. do a pod. Yeah, it's so I'd be down, awesome. I'd be down to House that Jack built. Sometime. We can. We can very, very more centric. I don't think it really Smorzean. is, but uh, but I do think it's worth a watch, and and we should all. Uh, I, if there's anything I've learned, one, anything I've learned, I cannot predict what Elsmore's take is going to be. Sometimes. Man, did I think Jacob was going to call am, this film yeah, we, godless? I'm very good at predicting what Jacob will think. <laughs> you're telling me, are you, okay? So you're, this is when you pull out the piece of paper that was folded in your you. Pocket. You would have predicted I'm like ten for ten. You would have predicted. I'm like ten for ten. You would have predicted writes. Jacob gives this film over a four. No, I would not. I wouldn't oh, have for this. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I think I'm very good at being a positive predictor, like. But not like, a negative I one. See. So, like, I'm just saying, for yeah. this film, I would have said, "No, I have no prediction. It's up in the air." But if oh. I say he'll like it, I think he's gonna like it. I got you. And it, it almost begs the question if he likes it because I said he did, he would, even let's, outside of his um, Let's just make it. Let's just do a test. Let's let's. I have to be on. Let's all write what we think everybody else's scores are going to be at the beginning of the pod. Dude, and that. Then, that sounds fun. And then yeah. and then we add up the differential, oh. and then. We, oh yeah. yeah, whoever whoever has the smallest difference has the best right. finger on the pulse. I don't know. It doesn't have to be anything like that, but just adding the differential would be fun. Finger on the cock. I like that it was just who's how close. Now it's going to be the whole like now everyone's actually okay, trying to win. It. We won't do mean square difference. <laughs> yeah. When have I ever we'll hold add, up? We'll add all of those scores up together. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold, hold up. up. Make the average. So, uh, Sans Seven Continent. What if I what if I gone against the grain super hard to give some sort of shallow evil movie take? Uh rarely or but, like the but, opposite. No, no, no. You don't do it it's not like you do it all the time at all. No, I just feel like I got singled out though. No, 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 sorry, wait, sorry. But wait, wait, singled John out, said he could I, never sorry, predict sorry, my sorry, scores sorry, sorry, because sorry, he's always sorry, predicting no, no, something listen, radically listen, different. Listen, uh, sorry. No, listen. 
it was John. Do you got to answer? Do you have anything to say? For yourself? I do have. I do have. No, 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 no. It was only in reference to. Um, no, I actually, I actually don't necessarily even feel that way. I was mostly he's walking it's the mostly back because of, it's mostly because of the, it, it's mostly because of this movie. I because of your reaction beforehand. Um, yeah, I mean, film. last time like, you I, you literally were like that evil ass movie. Like, yeah, so I, I, and I I, I assumed I assumed like you had watched it like more recently, and like I thought that maybe you know is that combined with like, um, combined with your um, like, and this is not this is not at all to your detriment as far as like. Uh, or like not to actually discuss the legitimacy of your your oh, the films shit. that you've called like evil or referred to as evil, but just saying that like um, it was like that in combination with like a I feel like potential things within the film that could maybe lean itself towards like what you might have labeled as like evil or something like that or just like something that you wouldn't be as into and I was and I was wrong. I was wrong, but yeah, that's that's not to say anything about. I actually, I yeah, no, no. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything arbitrary about your your evil takes or anything like that. I take I take Yo. you seriously. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're. A, you're you're a thinking man, and you've got you've got you've, you're you're legitimate. Thank God. Bonafide. Oh. Hold on, I've got. I don't mean to disrupt this good moment surrounding Elsmore's scores, but I have devastating news. Oh, let's fucking hear it. I went to do some research to find some places where Elsmore went super against the grain, and I searched on the Spotify page. Okay. It seems to me that Elsmore's ratings, his scores, are missing from like every single episode. <laughs> what? It's over. I don't know. You were on the Amore pod, right? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm wrong. I just I, went through I've like missed, eight I've things, a fair and I was few. like, wait. I've yeah, I knew you missed a bunch, but I was going through. I'm like, oh, he must have missed these. But then for some Did reason, we... I thought you definitely were on the Amore pod. I guess not. What about funny I could have sworn. Hold on, I no, could have sworn watched, you on the Amore. I watched Amore and then we talked. Oh, about and then we it. talked oh, about it a bunch. Okay. Anyway, on a related note, games? I want to be on the record. Funny games, he went with the grain. Or no, funny games, he wasn't on that pod. Um, I want to. I want right, to. Bitch. <laughs> I want to be on the record apologizing to Brody. Is this okay to do on the pod, or do we have to wait till we're, wait till done? we're done? Ah, come on! Oh, you, fine, you could re- you could apologize to me. You could you, okay. I'm yeah, gonna Brody do can so. Cut whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I, I'd like to apologize to the victims of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Harvey Weinstein should be raped? Keep that in. <laughs> keep, keep that, that in. It's just, it's just a question. Keep, keep me, it's keep me in. Keep me in. I'm just asking the in. question. Do you think he should be raped? I don't or, think so. I don't think that's the right way to prosecute people. I think he should. Hold on. Prosecution by rape. Prostitute. Not even yeah. punishment. That's how you find out. Persecute. If they're guilty or not. Persecution. There we go. Yeah, sorry. I want to apologize to Harvey Weinstein and all of his <laughs> <laughs> and all of his family. <laughs> and his deep bloodline. <laughs>
<laughs> Fuck Harvey Weinstein, fat son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, well that's all I got. It's like two a.m. for John. Oh, I dox your Asian location. <laughs> no, it's like but also Asia is like twelve hours ahead. Yeah, we're going. We're going to bed, guys. John's gonna about to go out to, for lunch. Oh, John's going oh, to oh, work. Oh, Are you gonna get oh. another bowl of fresh pho? <laughs> Because you I'm live in the place where pho is from? Yeah, where, where? Is that Vietnam or is that Korea? Yeah, that's Vietnam. Yeah, that's yeah. Vietnam. Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. All right, guys. We got right. to close this unless somebody up. else has yeah. something else that someone, that our editor will have to. Does anyone want to announce anything? Anybody has a special announcement? Oh, yeah. Special announcement next pod. The I'm film we're watching is going to be. Wait, what'd you say, Troy? I just said I'm moving and getting married. Oh my god, you want to drop that on the podcast right now? Yeah, announce. Already cut that. We're not. Um, we're not telling them right that. Right now. <laughs> um, Sorry, so you're, go, you're, you're telling me you're moving from your current address of. Yeah. How about <laughs> to, uh, to do, now? An, an actual announcement: Does anybody have the YouTube page pulled up? And do they know yes. if did did anybody in on our last YouTube video comment anything? Oh no! Yeah, do we need that? No, that no, they have I not. I would love to shout them out. They Dang. have not. Have That's there been any comments since we yeah. thanked uh, Henry is listening. Gualtieri? Yeah, Henry. If anyone is listening, if you comment, we will shout you out and maybe even discuss your comment. Yeah, we. Yeah, we if you, easily, yeah, if, if you, you give us a comment, we will discuss it. And not only that, I'll tell you this: we will send you merchandise. <laughs> That's a promise. Big time. Every comment your address below. Every, every <laughs> word, every word in your comment will be an additional, uh, at least five seconds. We'll give to to discussing your comment. Yeah. True. so the we'll longer the longer your comment the more the more words there are there the more the longer it's going to take for us to read it out loud <laughs> um, limited edition cinematographologically speaking t-shirt with all of our social security numbers faces <laughs> and addresses on it anal and beads anal beads with our names on them yeah of our faces <laughs> who's yeah. who's the furthest down the line which, who's who's first, first in? Who's first? <laughs> Once more unto the breach. All right, guys. I mean, obviously Troy's first in. Obviously Troy's first. And he would have the biggest head too, right? Doesn't the, isn't right, the first guys. one the biggest? Guys, uh, no, no. That would, last one. That would be the last one. Oh, I believe that would they be the last. They save the best one. for last. Uh, wait, no. Legit question at uh Brody. Mm-hmm. Are there any comments since Henrique? Anything. Post anything. Hen- post Henrique. Anything. The answer yeah. I know I know that's fine. I know the know answer that okay. you want to be yes, but the answer is no. Fuck. Alright. Alright. That's it. it. That's it. That's We're it. out. Alright. All right.